ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday. Where am I here? Thursday, November 24th, 2022. It's an Artec Golf Podcast. Glad you could join us today. If it's your first time joining us here live, bless you. Welcome. If it's your first time listening to us on the RSS feeds and YouTube or anywhere else you're listening to this, I don't know, maybe there's some weird dark corner of SoundCloud. Welcome. Talk about video games, movies, television. A little bit of everything in between. At the end of the show, we answer questions from people that think that we have answers. And we do our best to give it to them. Got our great show lined up for you for, uh, for this week. Although, short list of news this week. We'll just be up front with that right now. Ain't nothing happened this week. This was a, this was a, a dead week in the world of news. For uh, for just about everything, not much going on as we get into the American Thanksgiving. So uh, happy Thanksgiving! I guess we'll be belated for many people when they hear this, but uh, for the Americans celebrating a month too late, the fuck is wrong with you? We already got this shit done last month. We're already moving on. We're already listening to Mariah Carey. What the fuck are you guys doing? You gotta step up your holiday game. But uh, enjoy all of your great food, whether you're doing it. Alone, with friends, or with family, however you decide to uh, overindulge in some of the best foods the West can put together. Hope you had a, a pretty fucking good one. Uh, and uh, and enjoy the time while you can before the snow flies and we're all salty. <laughs> Mr. Black, before we get started, most important question of the week. Mr. Black, how was your week? Uh, it was okay. Um, nothing too crazy. I was, uh, just flew back from Toronto yesterday. I went and, um, spoke at a, an event. Um, so yeah, I was in Toronto for a couple days. Didn't really do a whole lot because I wasn't there all that long, but it was good. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was chill. And, uh, now I'm back to reality and here I am. <laughs> <laughs> was the reality somehow substantially better in your time in Toronto versus being back here? Uh, I mean, <laughs> or just more expensive. <laughs> uh, Toronto wasn't bad. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. It, it wasn't that bad. Although I did see a crazy stat, and I had no idea it had gotten to this point. Although it's always bad when they say average instead of the median, but I, I, I don't doubt the median is also not dramatically far off. Rent in this province is actually approaching. Ontario, if not meeting Ontario, apparently the average rent for downtown now is like 20, oh, a little over two grand, $2,200, In Toronto? No, in Halifax. Oh, yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, it's like that in every major city, though. Like, yeah, but it wasn't any... like that here until like the last two years. That shit sped up real quick. I mean, like downtown was like... 1800 for a nice place now it's like now we're like 24 25 shit's getting crazy out here but i do want, i want to know what the median is because that will get rid of like the downtown core issue because clearly any you go downtown anywhere downtown toronto uh, there is no money you actually just pay with your blood there's no they don't take money anymore you just give them blood all that goes to the wealthy people drinking it and then uh and then you just live uh off of your blood uh, but here we're still paying with dollars. Uh, however, it's like that in any downtown core, really, unless you're getting out really in the butt fuck nowhere. Um, and so, yeah, I would love to know the, the, uh, the median. I meant, I meant to look that up too, cause it's an interesting, uh, 
interesting stat in these times because they just like there's some places like uh, em and i have obviously been out and around uh, a lot more here in the last nine ten months um and when we were excuse me driving to uh, like New Brunswick, for example, for my grandmother's funeral or whatever, and we were getting out of province for the first time in a while. And you go through different parts of the the province you haven't been in a while. The amount of shit being cranked up everywhere is crazy, bro. It's crazy. Every time I go downtown Halifax, if I take one road differently than my normal route, could, like just just oh, there's traffic today. Let me just take this one one street over. And that you get a different, slightly different angle of the city. There's a, there's a fucking skyscraper that wasn't there three weeks ago <laughs> being, being built. Yeah. Now when you're coming down like the hill going into the rotary, it's just all you see is cranes just everywhere. It's crazy. Very, uh, very wild time uh, for sure. And, uh, and, uh, and certainly busy time for the contractors to say, uh, to say the, uh, the least. But yeah, I, di- I digress. Um... Uh, so other than the, the Toronto trip went well, and then other than that, it's just been back to the, the usual for you then, huh? Yeah. Yeah, just the usual. There's some other things going on, but I'm not really... Well, that's fair. I'm not expecting you to tell me about the spot that you found on your dick this morning. I don't need to know that, oh, no, I'm sure. yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, but, uh, I, overall, overall, it's just, just another week. Just okay. Another week. That's good. Uh, here... Much the same. We uh, we got the uh, electric done uh, in the kitchen. We ended up having to uh, just do that ourselves, Dad and I. No, it wasn't electric. We hadn't done in the past. It's like really simple. It's literally just one wire. It wasn't like a multi-circuit fucking madness type deal. It was run a single wire to a box and put a plug on it. So we uh, we just did that for a couple of things, you know, for the, the range hood needed one and a microwave that we had already had our cable run. You know, Brian, who was our, our, election, uh, our electrician, already ran the cable. It was coiled in the attic. So we just drilled a hole, miraculously found the cavity first try. Didn't have to put four holes in the ceiling before we found the uh, the cavity that we were shooting for. So that was a big fucking positive. Uh, and, uh, and then we moved, uh, the electric box in the bathroom so we can mount the lights higher because for the first time in my life, Mr. Black's very exciting. When I go to the washroom and I am, I am putting myself together to go out into the real world, I'm going to be able to see more than my neck. Very nice. We're mounting the mirror high enough that I'm not just seeing from here down. I'm actually seeing all of whatever the fuck is going on upstairs now. I don't have to like do this thing. I don't, I'm not. I'm not in a football stance, brushing now, my teeth to see what, mean, what's going on. Does that mean M needs to get a, a small ladder in order for her to see? <laughs> no, no. It just means that she won't be able to see her entire torso. She'll be seeing like chest up, and I'll be seeing like we got it. Like, and I I squeaked it in. It's like I'm just seeing what's left of my hairline and then everything else below, uh, which is which is wonderful because uh, you know it's it's uh, the only other mirror that I've ever been able to do that with is ironically here upstairs, but it was never my bathroom. You know, mom and dad's bathroom upstairs, they don't have like just a, a framed mirror. They have that edged glass that's straight to the ceiling above the the, uh, uh, the the countertop. And so you could easily see everything going on there. But downstairs here, the mirror is like fucking this big. It's mounted like at my fucking dick level. And so I'm like fucking down here trying to do like my teeth brushing and shit. And so I'm, I'm excited to finally have... Uh, to finally have the ability to see my visage for the first time in a while. So we did that stuff, and uh, that's going to allow us now to start. We started boxing 
I'll put the framework into box above the cabinets because we're going to hide that uh, that range hood uh, ductwork. And uh, and then that will be able to allow us to install those base cabinets and and have them measured for innumerable dollars that will leave our bank account for the countertops that will eventually uh, grace them in the new year. And so that's where we're at with uh, with that. Paid out off the windows today. I said a small goodbye to all that money as it left my uh, my bank account. And uh, but it does mean that finally I'll be able to now that the windows are installed. You know, part of the deal with the house was. Uh, for the, the mortgage was, uh, to be able to replace the bedroom windows with egress. And so there's been money in escrow with the lawyer for like fucking 10 months while we were waiting for these windows to finally be installed. And so I'll be calling up be like, Hey, you remember me? I need my money now. <laughs> finally, they're in, we had the receipts. We can get that money in. So yeah, we got that, uh, that started today. So that's been wonderful. So all's going well. M is out West in the middle of fucking nowhere doing nursing in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's been quite a ride for her. The first time that they got there, they were in the first hotel. Uh, They were told that there would be a bus. There is no bus. They were told that there would be a taxi. According to the person at front desk, you're only really going to be able to get that taxi for about 35 minutes a day. The rest of the time, they're off getting fucked up on some shit, so they're never actually available. And they were told it was within walking distance. They're like, oh yeah, it's across the street. Well, you can tell from the first two statements being horribly false that the walking distance wasn't actually walking distance. That shit was like a fucking 50-minute walk in the winter in BC at night by themselves in a place that they don't know. So they were like, oh, hell no. We're not going to walk fucking two five-foot-two women walking alone at night in a random fucking like city in the middle of nowhere. Fucking the middle of winter months. Not going to happen. So uh, there was, there's been some... Some moves have gone to a dip. They've been moved to a different hotel, and and uh, other accommodations have been slowly set up for them uh, to make up for. It. But otherwise, all has been uh, well on that front, thankfully, and no other major terrible surprises. So things are going well there, and that's my week. And now it's time to talk about some video game news, Mister Black. First up, one of the first. To have done ray tracing properly. I don't know if you were play- I don't know why I have a memory of you playing it, but maybe you didn't, and I'm just confusing you with somebody else. Control was the first one of the first uh games that really made use of ray tracing technology when it became a little bit more mainstream with NVIDIA's uh graphics cards, uh, and actually used it properly and to uh and to great degree. There was a lot of glass in that fucking game, and they made all the use of the ray tracing they could. Beautiful game, very hard to run, but uh ended up being relatively popular. You know, it didn't sell 50 million copies, but it was uh, popular enough, apparently, that Remedy, which is of course also the company that did uh, Max Payne uh and and other properties, have gotten the go-ahead to co-develop control two. So we're gonna get more of that. Uh, in the in the not too distant future, and I would have to imagine by the time that shit comes out, given the advent of Unreal Engine Five and where uh, graphics cards are at now in terms of their power to to uh, actually do ray tracing tech, by the time that drops, that shit's probably going to be a mind fuck. If it's as good as the first one was with the early tech, this next one, if they if they double down on trying to be the bleeding edge of of ray tracing, probably going to be pretty fucking uh, nutty. So uh, if you're somebody that, uh, you know, likes to have some eye candy, but not a half bad game, it's one to, to, uh, to, uh, to look out for. And honestly, even if you haven't played Control already, it's not a half bad game. You could probably get it for, you know, zero dollars right now during Black, uh, Black Friday. 
and uh, and and give her uh, a whirl. Uh, Pokemon Go creator Niantic Labs. Remember Pokemon Go? My God, what a fucking moment in time that was. Shortly lived. I mean, it's still it still is here, but it's oh, it's not, still you know, it's not that shit. Legitimately changed the world for a short period of time. That yep. was crazy. You had motherfuckers walking off cliffs accidentally. Like, that's how fucking crazy it got. Walking into traffic, walking off cliffs. People were so... I mean, the, the meme of people looking at their phone was already bad. You throw in Pokemon Go to the mix, people were just... Anywhere they weren't supposed to be, if there was a Pokemon that appeared on that map, shit. There's probably people walking around outside of Area 51 going, Oh, that Cle- that Clefairy looking pretty good right now. I bet they didn't have, um, like, like a calories burned throughout the whole like if they were keeping track on how much calories were actually burned while people were walking around or running around trying to catch pokemon it'd be pretty insane i mean i know a lot of people that were way more into it than i was and i was pretty into it when it first came out i would i would literally go outside at like 11 o'clock in the morning my ass wouldn't be back until dinner we'd be walking for like five six hours at a time i was seeing parts of the city i had never seen in my life and i've lived here my entire fucking life just because my phone was like, hey, there's a Pokemon in that general direction. Why don't you go fucking check it out? And uh, and so, yeah, I imagine the calories burned, my God, through the fucking roof. Uh, and now people just kind of like camp outside locations and just fucking like throw Pokeballs and the, the exploration factor has gone down. Probably better for all the hospitals that would have been overrun with people walking off the Grand Canyon, but nevertheless was definitely a, uh, a very interesting moment in gaming when that first came out. Uh... However, Niantic Lab uh, was the creator of that, and they are currently working on an AR headset. Kind of looks like some bulky-ass sunglasses. Probably some shit Kanye West would sell for $450,000 a pair if he could. Kind of that kind of uh, that ugly-ass spaceship vibe he had going with his Yeezys, uh, except sunglasses for him. It's kind of what they look like. Uh, And the games, uh, and this is to to, to basically... uh, pair with their augmented reality games because technically pokemon go is augmented reality right you're on your phone you hold your phone out you can see kind of the pokemon is out there hanging out in the space that you're pointing your phone at the problem is it's still technically on your phone screen when you look away from it you know that that shit ain't there it's just only when you hold your phone up so with the glasses the idea is that it you know it breaks the barrier between you looking into your phone and you actually looking into the world and seeing all this stuff happening and opening up the possibility for more indifferent uh or uh, augmented reality type games so they're developing this headset and uh and you know the big thing would be of course uh just like with with vr the struggle as jeff has talked about multiple times is nobody wants to have a broken neck. Uh, you know, not a great not a great feeling when you're just trying to have... You're just on a game, and you put 48 pounds worth of fucking kit on your head just so that you can play Resident Evil 7, you know, is, is nice, but, you know, when you're fucked up, when you're in a seated position, you might want to rethink how that technology is going. These, of course, can be a little bit more lightweight because they're not doing quite as much heavy lifting as, uh, no pun intended, as a VR headset would. Uh, think like, uh, remember, remember Google Glass? Yes. It, it was like the one fucking like tiny little glass lens thing. You looked like a completely ridiculous wearing it, but like people wore it for a while if they had their hands on it. I remember trying it at a convention that was here in Halifax. I played Paperboy, uh, with it. Augmented reality Paperboy, the Nintendo game. They had you on like a stationary bike and when you pedaled it, 
they had it connected to the game so that you were pedaling in Paperboy. And then when you were looking left and right with the Google Glass, you were kind of seeing, you know, your Paperboy perspective in AR. And it was kind of a, a, a fuck, I'm not going to lie, fucked my brain up pretty good at the time. But it was kind of neat. Uh, and I was like, yeah, this I could see this going places. But the problem is you look like a douchebag when you're wearing Google Glass. And so it didn't really go very far. But, it's you know, that's the kind of the concept is, you know, they don't need to be that huge because they're not doing quite as much processing as a, a VR headset. But they're working on something like that. And I, I swear to God, I will stand by this. And I've said on this podcast several times, the real and honest to God test for augmented reality, and it's not real until this happens, is full-blown Yu-Gi-Oh fucking battles. And until that shit happens, it ain't fucking real. It's just not it. Until I can wear that stupid-ass fucking, like, bladed-ass arm shit and stand in a field with some other fucking neck beard on the other side of the thing and we go looking out and I put a card in that fucking armband and some shit fucking pop out the ground, AR ain't here until that very moment. And when it is, my ass gonna be outside playing Yu-Gi-Oh like I was playing Pokemon Go, dead-ass, 100%. Tell me that wouldn't be fucking awesome, though. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. It'd be pretty fucking cool. I'd be in. <laughs> I'm just but envisioning like if it takes off I'm just envisioning like you know you're in like Central Park in New York or some shit and there's like a couple hundred people all standing in the park playing Yu-Gi-Oh just, just screaming in my backyard man just screaming Yu-Gi-Oh terms yeah. <laughs> It'd be too embarrassing for that shit but I'd, I'd be in my backyard or in my basement somewhere just doing it I summon dark magician in defense mode and there's just like screaming fucking people in the park that'd be amazing kind of fucking funny uh, but yeah, they're working on it, so it's coming. Hopefully, it'll be, uh, it'll be a, a step in the right direction, but it's still very early days for AR. AR really got left behind when VR started becoming more popular mainstream, and now AR, I think, is, is slowly being pulled up to, uh, to meet it, and so we'll see where that, uh, that all goes. Excuse me. I ate way too much for lunch, and I've been paying for it for like two and a half hours now. It's freaking driving me crazy. Uh, so it was bound to happen eventually, Mr. Black. However, Team Ninja has confirmed this week that both Ninja Gaiden and Dead or Alive both have planned reboots, not remakes, reboots. They're pressing pressing the reset button on both franchises, uh, and they're looking to share more information as soon as possible. And I just have here in my notes, you know, when I was thinking about this, I'm thinking, hey, you know, Dead or Alive makes sense. We were on Dead or Alive, I don't even know what we're on now, six or seven? And the the series has kind of been spinning its wheels for a while. It's kind of being uh, quasi left in the dust by by Street Fighter and Tekken and and other prominent fighting games. It's not being taken seriously, uh, really, in the fighting game community the same way that some of these other properties are. So maybe if they want to, you know, reboot and re you know reinvigorate that series and and have it be taken more seriously, and maybe become a more popular franchise for it. Uh, this would be a, you know, a way to do it by rebooting the franchise entirely. But when I thought about Ninja Gaiden, I was like, does Ninja Gaiden really need a reboot? Or do you just make more Ninja Gaiden games? Like, do we really need to reset Ryu? Like, does he need to, like, be from square one all, all over again? I mean, I think, I think you just, I think you just make more Ninja Gaiden, really. Uh, but, uh, although at this point... The difference between a reboot of Ninja Gaiden and new Ninja Gaiden games is probably indistinguishable anyway. It's probably just the same yeah. game. <laughs> really? Uh, but Ninja Gaiden has, uh, you know, they had a really good run in the Xbox era. You know, Ninja Gaiden, uh, 
Uh, Ninja Gaiden Black was like amazing. Uh, that whole era of Ninja Gaiden was was really well uh, received and really well done. Uh, and yeah, fuck it, why not? Uh, lots of people seem to enjoy really difficult games right now. Dark Souls, Elden Ring, Bloodborne, that whole like Souls-like experience. People seem to like getting their shit kicked. And if there's one game that I can think of, or one franchise I can think of pre uh, uh, pre Dark Souls that kicked a lot of people's asses, that shit was Ninja Gaiden. You play Ninja Gaiden, if you beat it, you did pretty well for yourself. Not a lot of people actually got through it, and, and that that goes for any of them. That's the NES one, especially if you can get through Nintendo, like the Nintendo Entertainment System Ninja Gaiden, well fucking done. If you can get through any of the modern ones, well fucking done. Very difficult, uh, very difficult games. Uh, indeed. Did you ever, uh, did you ever beat any of the, uh, the Ninja Guidance? No, never really no? got into it. No. I think you got the NES one behind you there on that wall somewhere. Oh yeah. I've got a, I've got a few At Ninja least one. games back there. Yeah. <laughs> never played them. So I, I mean, I shouldn't say never played them. I, I definitely played, uh, the ones for like NES, uh, when I was a kid, but never beat them. Never, it was like one yeah. of those things where I played it somewhere and that was that. I'm not about to beat him now, I tell you that much. I've, I, I watched I watch somebody on YouTube, there's a series, I can't remember the channel name, but they go back and they, they, they show, or try to show that old games that we thought were really hard aren't that hard. The concept is a bit flawed, though, because they just show all the exploits that you would probably never have ever fucking known while playing the game to make the game demonstrably easier. Uh, for things like the original, uh, you know, uh, Ninja Turtles games and things like that, where you were just getting your shit kicked all the fucking time, uh, or like Battle Toads and things like that. Uh, Ninja yeah. Gaiden was on that list, and even if I knew that all the fucking secrets, my ass still getting tuned up by Ninja Gaiden. I'm gonna be honest, I can't, I can't fucking do that shit anymore. It's just I'm, I'm too old. I can't. It's slow. Uh, but yeah, there you go. So they're going to get reboots. Uh, I would like to see Dead or Alive be taken a little bit more seriously. I, I enjoy taking in a good fighting game tournament now and then. And it, it would be nice to get, you know, a little bit of a mix up where I'm not just watching, you know, uh, the same kind of fighting games that have been around for forever and a day uh, that have been the mainstays. It'd be kind of good. I remember, in fact, that one of the first games I owned for the original Xbox was, in fact, Dead or Alive. Uh, that was three, I think, at the time. Yeah, and uh, being mind fucked by the the the, the cutscenes that they had in it at the end of every one of the uh, the story arcs for all the characters, and they always looked so fucking good, and uh, I was always taken by it. Uh, so yeah, I'd like to see some fucking Dead or Alive. Would I buy it? Fuck no. But would I watch other people play it? Probably. And yeah, you know I, that... yeah. No, I'm not a. I, I'm not particularly sold on a Dead or Alive game. I think Ninja <laughs> Gaiden is is probably a better route to go. Um, it's a safe bet, considering. I just, I find Ninja Gaiden a little, or sorry, Dead or Alive just a little bit too sexualized and just, uh... <laughs> That's intentional for sure. The titty physics are off the friggin' charts. Yeah, but I think they put more time into titty physics and sexualizing the fighters than they do the actual game. Um, yeah. I just think it's a bunch of thirsty boys playing <laughs> the games, watching titties bounce around. Uh, I'm not saying that the games aren't good. Like, they're ca- they're... they're competent fighting games but i don't know man in 2023 which you know i don't know when this game is is going to come out probably won't be probably, for a couple years yeah right? probably not yeah but like you know imagine 2025 dead or alive i mean this shit is just going to be there's going to be titties the size <laughs> of 
cannons. Uh, Christine's just gonna be popping out of everything that she wears. Doesn't matter what it is. It's just gonna be. I don't know, bro. It just kind of gives me a weird vibe. Just gives me a weird vibe. (laughs) At least they're not all like lollies or some shit, right? You know, like the Japan's fucking obsession with uh, characters in in anime. Like they're like on paper, they're like, yeah, this person is, you know, twenty three years old, but they look like they're eleven. And they're, yeah. we're going to put them in a dress. Like, at least, thank God, Dead or Alive mostly avoided all that. They're just like, here's a 34-year-old woman with massive tits. Yeah. You yeah. know what was pre-fire, though, to Dead or Alive? Might be the best thing to come out of the property? Beach volleyball. The volleyball part was actually pretty fucking fire. Not a lot of great uh, volleyball games, but as it turns out, ironically, that ended up being one of the better fucking volleyball games. And it made sense, because the titties were there. They were already there. Didn't have to work very hard for that. Uh, speaking of fidelity and, and graphics and all the, all that in between, uh, Unreal Engine 5, which we've briefly touched on in spots on the podcast in the last uh, couple of months, uh, already made big waves in, in, in gaming. Lots of the current games in development are being developed on Unreal Engine 5. I think, like, the majority are. And uh, we've seen... You know, for non-developers, we've seen uh, you know uh, tech demos and things like uh, things like that, like the uh, the Matrix tech demo that they did that they released on the PlayStation Five, for example, uh, and whatnot, to just kind of show off loosely what Unreal Engine Five was capable of. And uh, but now, in this latest video here by uh, what is the name? I have it. I have it written down here. Unreal Sensei, who has an entire YouTube channel, I guess, dedicated to kind of loosely talking about and teaching people about the Unreal Engine, uh, had a video out on the 5.1 update that just came out not too long ago, and uh, it goes over a lot of the the additions and changes to Unreal Engine 5 that this brings, uh, and I thought that this was really the interesting, the interesting update for me, uh, because I think it applies most specifically to a lot of the games that are very popular right now, which are like an Elden Ring open world vast the stuff that jeff said we need i you know i need a more linear thing it's the opposite of that it's the big fucking open world adventure type deal because and you can go and watch this video it's very very interesting you'll be able to see what i'm I'm going to try poorly to explain here very very encouraging stuff that will actually be a major visual leap generationally speaking we haven't seen and we've talked about this on the podcast as well before you know, we are old enough to remember going from, let's say, the Nintendo to the Super Nintendo, the Super Nintendo to the N64 era, the N64 era to then the PlayStation 2 Xbox era was the biggest leap by miles. And that was like the true, real throwing you into into the future. And ever since that era, we've had in, we've had improvements, but it hasn't been the same shell-shocked, holy shit, movement that we had from the nintendo 64 era to the uh the xbox playstation 2 era unreal engine 5 however is is in my estimation the closest thing we've had in a long time to an actual generational leap that most people will look at it and go holy fucking shit this is an enormous jump from what we've had before um the one that's been circulating on on uh, Twitter in the last uh, last few days on other social media was um, um, that upcoming um, game from the guys is basically like the next Dead Space, and I can't think of the name right now, something Protocol or something along those lines. Um, and they were showing real picture of the actor, 
and then their in-game Unreal Engine 5 render, and that shit is damn near identical. Fuck you up. Now, if it starts moving, un- you know, Uncanny Valley is likely to fucking kick in, but the stills are incredibly impressive even to just appreciate that. Uh, but more importantly for this 5.1 update, and what I, would, what I think most people would be really interested in seeing, is the detail at a distance. So when we're playing open world games, Mr. Black, like when we first put in Skyrim and you had the dragon statue and every other fucking thing that came with it, that special edition, you pop that bitch in, you start playing Skyrim back in the day and you're out on the, uh, on the, the open world for the first time and you look out before you and the dragon flies overhead and you look down below you and you're seeing all these trees and everything out in front of you. If you get in certain spots in that game that are open field and you walk forward, you will see the, the trees in the distance shit and houses the shit starts popping in either it wasn't there at all and it literally just out of nowhere all of a sudden it fucking pops into existence or it's a tree that looked like a piece of cardboard and now it looks like a low 3d model and you get a little closer and it's a slightly better 3d model and then you eventually get all the way up and it's the full render of what the the actual model is that's all based on level of detail tech that determined you know, the distance to the player, what they could do so they could save resources to be able to show you a better image up close where you're actually going to be doing most of your visual, you know, what most of your, uh, uh, where your eyes are looking at the screen at any given time. 5.1 has this new tech, I think they called it like nanites or something along those lines. And anyway, the, the long short of it is the LOD model basically goes away. And now we just have more or less full visual fidelity of, let's say, that tree for as far out as you could pr- pretty much hopefully put that tree. And so as you're getting closer and closer, that pop-in isn't really a thing. You're just seeing more or less a damn near identical to its full model representation of that tree. And they can do that at a bigger scale. So let's say more trees. You know, in Skyrim, one of the first mods people wanted to add, I need more grass, I need more trees, I need more flowers, I need more fucking, like, everything. More animals, all that shit. And the reason why they weren't there to begin with is because you put a couple more in there and your frame rate goes from fucking 60 to 6 real fucking quick. And that's, and that's, that's what this whole system was, was, you know, fighting against all the time. But with the, this nanite system, they can paint a bajillion fucking objects more than they would have with the old system and at a higher fidelity for, uh, for less of a hit to the overall uh, performance on the computer or the system that's playing uh, said game. And, it's this, and then that's the kind of stuff I think at this point, along with obviously seeing facial stuff get better and whatnot, that will really start to make people notice a big leap in graphical fidelity in games. The moment we start getting rid of pop-in and stuff like that will be pretty huge because that's always jarring when you're walking around, especially on a console, you'll see it more than on a PC, and shit just literally fucking appears out of nowhere. Getting rid of that kind of thing and keeping that fidelity from longer range with increased lighting and everything that comes with it is really quite uh, impressive. So I urge you, if you are interested in seeing where gaming is going, because like I said, Unreal Engine 5 is what the majority of upcoming big games and even smaller games are being built on right now if you go check out which engine most games are being built on they're gonna have an unreal engine fucking stamped on that page somewhere so if you're interested in where this is going and what you might like to be able to expect within reason of course in the future 
in the not-too-distant future, go check out that's Unreal Sensei's video on YouTube. I don't know if Jeff pulled it up while I was running my mouth that whole time. So did you get a peek at what that looked like? What did, yeah. you, what did you think seeing that? Does it does it look like a bit of a uh, of a change to you versus what we've been seeing? Is it actually, uh, uh, can you appreciate the difference versus what we've had? Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to. I mean, mm. it's pretty impressive. Um How many games do we have right now in the Unreal 5 engine? Like like actively playable right now? Yeah. I don't know if there are any. Yeah. Because so, the engine is the engine is is new, so they're being all of them are being developed right now. The closest that we've got, which was early Unreal Engine 5 tech that I'm aware of, there might be something that's out there I'm just not thinking of, but that I'm aware of on early Unreal Engine 5 tech, so not 5.1, was that uh that tech demo for the Matrix. Mhm on the playstation and you could see some of the stuff the early unreal engine 5 tech stuff in the works there uh that would be much better now than it was then but that's about the closest we've got excuse me so but we're we're probably i think we're probably within a calendar year it might even be earlier than that but with within a year or so of seeing our first unreal engine 5 and then whoever is, whoever gets the ability to build on 5.1 or or even just update the system to include it, which is what would happen, I think, most of the time, that's coming up. So it, the question will be, of course, what you're probably thinking is how much of this super high fidelity stuff will be applicable to yeah. scaling down to consoles and things of that nature. Yeah, because it looks it looks incredible. Like, but I'm still a little skeptical on. Yeah. You know, how much of this engine we're actually going to be able to use on a console um, and even on a PC. I mean, <laughs> you know, you're going to have to have some pretty fucking gnarly systems to be to be playing it at 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 these at these levels. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's impressive and it's it's significantly so, like you said, it's the first real jump of graphical um a graphical look and feel um that that I've seen since going from like uh, like N64 to you know the next generation after that um it's it's quite impressive but uh it almost still almost just feels like a bunch of tech demos. Like it just still almost well, feels it's, it's like pretty much what it is. It's right? what it is, right, yeah. but, but yeah. it just, it, I, I don't know. I, until I see a game that like says it's here or it's about to be here and there's it's and, and you're getting this level of graphical output, you know, then, 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 then I can get a little bit more excited right now. It just sort of feels like concept and, um they're very small pockets like you're seeing five minute ten minute tech demos you're not seeing 30 hours of gameplay yeah of um, course with a whole bunch of shit happening at once um but with that being said it is impressive it's very impressive i think i think how i look at it right now is that even if you were to take like let's say 70 percent of what's in that and put it but, out. I, but I don't want seventy percent. Well, you know, I don't, if show, I don't if want either. If you're showing me this, if you're showing me this, this is this is what I this is what I want. I mean, seventy percent of that is still going to look nice. But I even think seventy percent of that is similar to where we're at right now. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like, 
some of these newer games that are out, they're really impressive. I mean, they don't wow me like watching a Unreal 5.1 demo, um, but it's still very impressive. And I think, you know, where this is maybe a 30 to 40% jump um, from like peak where we're at right now to where we're going. But that 30, 40%, I mean, like you said, that could happen in a year from now or two years from now, which is very impressive. You know, it's like it's like seeing a graphics card go up by 30, 40% of power. I mean, it's impressive in, in anything. Um, it's like a vehicle getting an extra 30, 40% of horsepower is like, whoa, what the fuck? You know, what, what do you have in this thing? Usually they're small, gradual um, steps up to the point where you kind of notice it, but you're also kind of desensitized because you've been playing games so frequently and you've seen it all that like you can appreciate it, but you appreciate it for just a little bit. This is almost like you get thrown into something like this for a whole game and, and everything you do is like all inspiring. It's like, <laughs> whoa, this, whoa, this is crazy. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. You know what makes me sad, though? You do know that Elder Scrolls Six is not being built in this, and that makes no. me sad. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. that's the first place my brain goes when I see a giant forest full of amazing-looking shit as I'm like, we're being robbed, because you know Bethesda's using some band-aided bullshit from oh, yeah. 26 years ago to make this next game, and, and now we get to suffer it. But maybe... Maybe this means, and I'm, I'm, just thinking, I'm just thinking out loud and, and with hope, and it's a lot of hope, that maybe this means that an, uh, that an Elder Scrolls competitor can come up out of the mists, because if tools like this exist to allow people to reach fidelity like that at speed, then the worlds that Bethesda created are a little bit more within reach without having to have all that Bethesda had and using the same engine for 20 years so that you've mastered it uh to to make it happen but either way definitely go check the video out if you want to give it a look if if it's got jeff if it's got jeff impressed you know it's gonna look halfway decent so give it a give it a look see and uh and enjoy what what may or may not come to gaming in the not too distant future uh for sure but it's true like jeff said too i mean and and, and this is also true is that depending on the on the artists or the and the and the developers using these tools, you can give somebody the best tools in the world, but if they if they don't know how to get the most out of them, it's not going to change a hell of a lot. It's, no. It takes some time. Like look at look at God of War Ragnarok. That shit is technically able to run on a PS4 with the current you know the the current uh, uh, what they have available to them now, and that's a fucking really good looking video game. <laughs> so so you know that that's just something to keep in mind as well. Is that like anything, the first few games that will be built on this, they're probably going to look really good, but they won't but look not. as good as the next, uh, like the the second or third gen yeah. of that that come out and people start to actually get to you know skill yeah. sets. It'll take That's, a while. It's it'll it'll probably take ha- like half a decade before yeah. you start seeing like whoa, like sort of, sort of where we're at now. I mean, if you look at where we're at now compared to where we were four or five when the when the PlayStation Five first came out. Or the, even the end cycle of PlayStation Four, it's it's quite substantial the uh, the jump um, in games. But when PS Five first came out, and even for the first year two years, it did not look all that much. It looked better. It still than the doesn't PS4. really look all it that still much does, better. <laughs> I, I was gonna say it, but I didn't really. You know, it it's it's 
it's nothing when the new games are still can be ran on a PS4 and still look amazing. It just tells you everything you need to know, right? But this here, this is a substantial jump up. This is like you can't deny how impressive this looks. Yeah, it's and some of that too is is not necessarily the PS5 or the Series X capabilities so much as we've talked about in the past where we're still well, we're only now getting next year 2023 the first series of games that are likely going to be truly built specifically for next gen before that we've been getting you know like god of war ragnarok imagine how much better it could have looked if they dedicated it only to the ps5 but you can't ignore 110 million fucking units sitting around in people's homes and be like nah who wants to sell to that the answer is everyone wants to sell to 110 million when you're making a huge budget single player game. So, yeah. you know, those are just the things that that come up. Ratchet and Clank is is probably the only true ignore everything. Let's try to be the first one to utilize this console for for its and capabilities. And nobody talks about Ratchet and Clank. Like, they, they, like um, it's a good know, game, game, but it's not going to be like yeah. Like I, I hear good things about it, but like. Nobody's like that Ratchet and Clank, man. You know, that's the gold standard right now. It's just like, you know. Which it was never it going to be anyway. I mean, Ratchet no. and Clank has a ceiling as a franchise for like how much people are going to talk about it. You know, good, but not everyone talking about like God of War or some shit. Yeah. It's just not going to be in the same conversation, even if it is really good. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Go check that uh, that video out and, and, uh, and uh, let us know in the comment section below on YouTube what you think of it. What do you think uh, the first few games are going to be like that come out for Unreal Engine 5? Uh, updates on the Microsoft buying out Activision Blizzard saga. As we know, the, the, EU, uh, the, the, the EU regulatory body uh, that I can't remember the acronym of ever off the top of my head uh, has been going through their investigation uh, of this buyout. And we're on the whatever we talked about a couple weeks ago, the phase two, which was uh, such sophisticated tools as asking people on the internet how they felt about the buyout. Uh, And uh, while that was going on, of course, Sony and Microsoft are still putting out, you know, their statements one after the other in defense of and in, you know, in in complaining about uh, this, this buyout. And so I've got some of the great highlights. Some of these happen in the same day. Shit's just like a constantly moving fucking target. Uh, as you could imagine, this is a really big buyout. There's a lot on the line for both of these companies. Uh, so the first one that came out was Sony is claiming now that with less competition, meaning if this buyout were to happen, they believe that there will be far less competition in the market for Microsoft in the video game sector, that if that were to happen, Microsoft would be able to, without without pressure back from competition, increase the price of their games and increase the price of their consoles, which I have in parentheses here is ironically something that Sony literally just did here in the last like two months. Sony's gotten to the point in this in this where they're just fucking saying anything and everything that they can. It doesn't matter if it's ironic or not. They're just throwing everything at the wall and hoping for the best. Uh, but uh, that was one of the first statements that came out. Following that up, we had Microsoft reportedly offered Sony. At some point here in the in in probably the last calendar year, obviously, uh, a deal to keep Call of Duty on their platforms for the next ten years. After which, 
I don't know if that was uh, if the deal was after which to renegotiate to see if it was going to continue to be on the consoles uh, or their platforms, or if that that meant that after ten years Microsoft would simply take the uh, Call of Duty franchise and make it more exclusive to the uh, the Microsoft Windows and Xbox uh, environment. Uh, after that came out, uh, Sony then said that my, Microsoft's real master plan. The, not the, all the other stuff, but the real master plan, the real reason why they're buying Activision Blizzard is so that Sony becomes another Nintendo. Uh, <laughs> which I, I, I tried to parse, but they, they elaborated. They said in the way that Nintendo is not a direct competitor to Microsoft, which we already, we, we, you know, we talked about this many times in the podcast, Mr. Black, Nintendo is not in the console war. Nintendo is a standalone thing. It's not competing with Microsoft. It's not competing with Sony. Nintendo competes with Nintendo. And that's it. And so I guess Sony is saying that Microsoft's grand plan, grandiose plan, is to be the standalone in the console war and have Sony become another Nintendo in that they won't be a direct competitor, I suppose, to Microsoft and Nintendo. Well, they're already not a competitor to Nintendo. So that's a moot point. Uh, and I thought it kind of funny or ironic to a degree that 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 would be Microsoft's grandiose plan would be to ensure that Sony became even bigger than they already are. <laughs> even more successful, untouchable by Microsoft, meaning anything Microsoft did would have zero impact on Sony's video game market. Because that's what it is with Nintendo. Microsoft could do anything. Buying out Activision Blizzard, doing all this crazy shit, it is going to mean less than zero for Nintendo as a video game company. And so it was a really, a really weird dig <laughs> to be like, hey, Microsoft wants us to be untouchable like Nintendo. Very fucking weird. But also weird. Microsoft is not, is not uh, you know, uh, without you know, their own sins here. So Microsoft follows that up with, hey... Call of Duty, it isn't as big as it used to be. It's not the juggernaut that it used to be. And this is way, way too big of a deal being made out of this. And the way, the way that they justified that was they listed, like, the Metacritic scores uh, and, and, like, attach rates Didn't and things like that. Didn't the game like, a billion dollars in, like, the first couple of weeks? It like, made some... It's made several dollars. I mean, it's pretty fucking big. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the biggest. No, they didn't. They didn't list that as a as a point, though, Mr. Black. They just said, "Hey, you know, the Metacritic scores, not so hot. <laughs> it's not. It's not what it used to be. Uh, that's their best uh, in in all of this. And then, in the midst of all of this, we also found out that reportedly the FTC, which is of course the Federal Trade Commission, um, uh, that's that's the American version, the U.S. version of. The regulatory body that the EU is is currently uh, uh, well, in the EU right now investigating this is looking into possibly or it's on the table reportedly to file a lawsuit to block this bid for Activision Blizzard as well. Uh, that would be a bigger problem than the EU for sure. Uh, however, it wouldn't. The FTC has lost in the past uh, in in these lawsuits, and it's just reported that it's on the table as to whether or not it will go through. So we'll have to take that with a grain of salt and wait until one actually happens or does not happen. And lastly, for the updates for this, we got 
you know, when these things are going on, kind of like the Apple versus Epic lawsuit where we got information because of, of court filings that wouldn't have been publicly known otherwise, we got some interesting little random pieces of information here. So one of those was that the next generation of consoles, at least from Sony and Microsoft, uh, are planned to be earliest 2028. So that's your your starting line uh, if they had to rush for a new console, 2028 is the earliest that you're going to uh, to be seeing that. Uh, and we also learned that, uh, which I think I think we might have had this before, but it wasn't. I don't know if we knew it was definitive. But Game Pass is currently sitting around 29 million subscribers, which is a lot of subscribers. That's a pretty that's a pretty good fucking number of people uh, subbed for a not insignificant amount of money per month, uh, and. And uh, we did talk about before how Phil mentioned that it is, in fact, profitable. People were concerned that they were burning money to be able to buy out games to be on uh, Game Pass. But that was proved to not be the case. Uh, and then... Uh, well, I'm sure I'm sure they are burning quite a bit of money. Oh, they're burning they're, money, but they're still... Must, their heads above water, I think, was yeah. the point. Was that they're not... They, they're not digging I mean, themselves a grave. Yeah. It, the, the thing is, is how long can they continue to keep doing that? I, I don't yeah. know. Um, you know, it's, it's like, it's like the whole Netflix thing, right? Uh, where they just started buying, 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 but they were hemorrhaging money, but they were building. I mean, listen, you you need to, you do need to burn money for a long time, especially in the subscription world before you become profitable. Oh yeah. It's just the way, it's just the way that it is. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think Microsoft is doing, I don't want to say all the right things, but they're doing a lot of right things this time around opposed to the last generation. All they need is like for their exclusives to finally fucking launch because we've been waiting forever. Well, that and if they can if they can keep if they can keep Call of Duty on on under under Microsoft. Game over. It's game over. That's a bit that's the that's a that's a big a big title. And it would force, we talked about this before too, it would force Sony to actually like dip into their their FPS stable, of which they have three or four viable FPSs that used to be very popular in the online multiplayer space and dig them out of storage and actually start investing in them again instead of relying on the fact that the a third-party game like Call of Duty was the biggest on PlayStation for the last, you know, seven or eight years now. Yeah, I mean, I think I think if Microsoft can can keep call of duty on on its platform and keep it away from sony i mean we haven't really i'll be honest i mean i'm i'm so at a loop like when it comes to console wars so i i i'm gonna go and be ignorant and you can correct me if i'm wrong mm. but i don't really think that there's much of a console war um in terms of fandom um than what it what it, how it used to be you know the 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 way that it used to be is either you were a Sony guy or you were a Microsoft guy. You had the you had an Xbox or you had a Sony, and you lived and died by the sword. Now there were some people that had both. Um, there were some people that just didn't give a shit, um, and they were just you know got whatever they got for Christmas or they got whatever console that their friends played at their work, and that was the show. But it was a very contentious thing. Obviously, there is a console war. I mean, you know, but it's between the companies. But I don't think, and once again, I can be ignorant on this. I don't think that the that the majority there might be a small 
uh, loud minority, but I, I don't think the majority of people that own consoles have that badge of honor where they're like, you know, I got my PlayStation 5 um, and, and, and fuck, uh, fuck Microsoft, fuck Game Pass, the shit's garbage, you know, even though it's great, like, just fuck them because I'm biased, right? It's not like, it's not like uh, the, the, it's not as political, you know, it's not like uh, right and left. Um, it is, it is just a lot more people are independent now and they buy with, for their own specific reasons. And that's that. But with that being said, I think if Microsoft makes it so that Call of Duty cannot be played on the PlayStation and it is solely on Microsoft, I think they reignite a console war from the fans, from a fan perspective. And I think that there's blood on the streets, man. I think people lose their fucking minds. Like the ones that have it for Sony and 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 enjoy playing it on Sony and all that, now they're forced to go and get a Game Pass and play it on PC or go get an Xbox and play it on an Xbox, which will rile up everybody. Then the people on the Microsoft will be like, ha bitches, you know, we got we got the Call of Duty. Come join our team or get left behind, fuckboys. You know, I think that that shit will ignite a fucking straight-up console war like it was 15 years ago. Uh, 10 years ago uh, that we have not seen in quite some time. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong on that mark, but it, it feels like that shit could go nuclear. Well, I think I think so. I'm I'm because my most of my social media is game news and gaming, whatever. Like that's 90 percent of the shit that I follow there, 10 percent being artists. Uh, so I still see a lot of the console war stuff. And I was also old enough to to, to have gone through the the era you're talking about which was the where the real console war kicked up hard hard was late in the xbox ps2 era but then really blew up in the 360 ps3 era yeah Yeah. and uh and that was also the era where microsoft and sony kind of ended up on an island and nintendo ended up on their own island and nobody like it, it was it, I, I i believe the console war back then was part of the reason why nintendo ended up on their own island uh in the first place because um the set the, you know, you're not wrong about it being l- less to a degree in terms of its visibility but it's still very much there because of, it's the same reasons that it was there before you have a lot of kids who are 12 13 14 15 16 17 even 18 years old and they've only got the money for one and they and they have to defend that fucking purchase to the well, death a lot of them a lot of them had to buy a, a, an xbox because they couldn't even buy a fucking playstation 5 and oh, still currently can't. yeah oh yeah for sure. like i oh, mean yeah, there's some sure. people that just like you know I, it's just i i don't know man it just doesn't i'm out of touch i'm an old fucking out of touch if you, if you hang out around enough of like uh, video game podcasters or reviewers or or even or even just follow the xbox and playstation accounts on twitter and then the the main playstation or main xbox account posts all mm. you have to do is look in the fucking replies to okay. see how bad it is uh right. and and then and just to, and, but it's pockets of the internet because like as we know twitter is not the, a, a real place uh, that it doesn't actually exist. Uh, Twitter is a very weird uh, place, and 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 like any social media, a minority voice 
because because it is it tends to be salacious can get magnified to the point where it looks like a bigger problem than it is but i do also believe that that uh, that that eventually if that's held there and not corrected like somebody just doesn't stand up and go what the fuck are we talking about here that it it uh, that that mindset spreads to more than just a minority and gets bigger and bigger and bigger not because those people held that belief originally but because they keep seeing it over and over and over and over again and slowly get fucking pulled into it themselves and then the movement gets bigger and bigger and so like for example when i read like the best example i can give you is on the website n4g when i wrote my final fantasy 7 remake review uh, i gave it I can't I think it was like two out of five uh, stars that I gave it. And I wrote a fucking magnum opus. I mean, I literally, I, I gave it two. And I knew that people would be like, all right, why is this a two? There better be good reasons. So I didn't write like a fucking 500 word fucking review. Adam, I already know how you are, bro. You, you wrote a novel. I, I wrote a fucking novel. And bonus chapters. And just everything was there. I was, George R. R. Martin, eat your fucking heart out. My ass was plowing through that typewriter faster than I could fucking put words to paper. And I had it all there, so it was very clear as to why I didn't like it. And at the end, I still said, look, not my thing, but I get why people are going to like it. I put that up on N4G as my first review under, uh, under the website at the time. And I didn't expect it to go anywhere. And the way that that website works is similar to Reddit. Where, where it goes through a vetting process from older uh, users that have certain privileges on the site. And if they clear it, it goes into like this big pool on the front page. And then the more interactions it gets, the heat meter rises. And then eventually you can get, if, you're, if, it, like, if it pops off enough, it goes up to the top of the page. That review went to the fucking top of the page. And the first fucking like four hours that it was up there. And in a million years, I never would have expected to be there. But to give you an idea of console wars as still existing... That website is heavily PlayStation-leaning, in terms of its user base. And it went up there, and they saw two out of five. Zero people read that bitch, but were losing their goddamn mind over the yeah. fact that I didn't give it a six out of fucking five. And then I ended up, my website was banned permanently forever posting another article on that website again because so many people reported that review. So there, there are still pockets of the internet that are rabidly insane about the console wars. It's just right. that, you know, it's not forums anymore. It's like these, you know, websites, social media. And if you're in a silo where it doesn't exist, you're not seeing it. But if you're in that silo, my fucking Lord have mercy. People are still bonkers, bro. This shit's still fucking crazy. But I do agree 100% that it would be turned, if it's at a 9 now, that shit's going to be a fucking 14 out of 10 if Call of Duty were to ever go to any console exclusively, whether it was PlayStation or Xbox or whatever, th that would be, it'd be riots in the streets. Be Shit'd bad. be crazy. Yep. Shit would be fucking crazy. So yeah, uh, that's that's the, the latest updates for that. The most interesting part there is the whisperings of the FTC, because we didn't hear anything about the FTC until now. And so if that does go through, that will certainly complicate things a lot more than what Microsoft has already been facing. Uh, but it is kind of fun if you keep up with it just to see what Microsoft and Sony are saying, because both of them are just spewing completely random bullshit. Like Sony's saying, oh, no, they'll increase their console prices literally right after Sony increased their console prices and the price of games to $70 on their fucking platform is just fucking hilarious Dude, to me. I just, think so. I just think Sony's desperate right now, man. I think oh. their back's against the wall. Oh, and, and they're like, fuck, 
Like we need to change they, whatever narrative we can. They're 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 in trouble right now. They're because Xbox literally dropped the price of their consoles. Like yeah, like you could buy in the last week for a for a moment in time. I don't know if it's still on. You could purchase a brand new Xbox Series X for a hundred and eighty nine U.S. dollars. A hundred and eighty nine. Now I know it's not the Series X, but a yeah, Series but S for a hundred and eighty nine dollars. <laughs> It's insane. Yeah. yeah. That's less than a fucking Nintendo handheld. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's just uh, a crazy yeah. back and forth. It's it, there is desperation on both sides. Microsoft's oh, desperate yeah. to get it to oh, go. Sure. Sony's desperate to make it stop. Nintendo's yep. just watching all of this from the, in the background laughing their fucking heads off cuz they don't give a fuck about like wherever this goes. And it's just it's complete it's a complete gong, a complete gong show. Oh, there you go. In Canada right now, the Series X is up for 299. In Canadian Monopoly money. Damn, I feel scammed, man. I just bought one of them bitches, and I paid, like, fucking 529 Yeah, it was, like, 500 <laughs> bucks, I think. Some shit like that, man. Got fleeced! Yeah. It's fucking crazy, bro. Oh, the Series S, sorry, in Canada for two ninety nine. He oh, apologizes. Okay. I was Mistake. say, whoa, man. That's I got a deep fucking, discount. I got ripped. Yeah. Still, a Series S in Canadian dollars for two ninety nine is pretty fucking cheap. good. Yeah. That's pretty fucking good. Uh, so there you go. And I suspect there will be a lot of deals with like gift cards and shit too that will be like get comboed for Black Friday and Cyber Monday and all that oh, shit yeah. coming up. Christmas season, everything's yeah. coming. You're gonna yeah. get fucking bonkers. Um, so there you go. Uh, lastly, I've got here on the uh, the news list this week, Mr. Black. Uh, polar opposite of Unreal Engine 5.1, we had the new Nintendo game, uh, and that's the new Pokemon game. Uh, that's Scarlet, what is it, Scarlet and Violet, I believe, is this, uh, this round of Pokemon, this is the main series. So earlier in the year, we got, uh, we, we got, uh, two games, like in January, February, whatever the fuck that was, uh, and it looked main series, but it wasn't, that was a side bitch, these are the, uh, the real deal main series, uh, updates for Pokemon. And, as it turns out, despite the fact excuse me, that they are almost inarguably the most broken, visually poor Pokemon games ever made. And I don't say that lightly. Broken is an understatement, and they look like a game that would have come out on the GameCube, and that might actually be doing a disservice to the GameCube, because there were some pretty good-looking fucking games on the GameCube back in the day. This bitch is the fastest-selling Pokemon game the fastest selling exclusive on any console and that shit sold 10 million units in 72 hours wow 10 million and if you look at this game being played bro how like people like sony santa monica that made god of war have to be seething they're putting so much time and effort and energy and fidelity and money into all of this shit to make these incredibly engaging, high-quality fucking video game experiences that look amazing, sound amazing, play well, very few, if any, bugs whatsoever. And just a phenomenal story yeah, Adam, and characters. Adam, this but it's is not what Pokemon. happens when you don't have competition, man. Nintendo's <laughs> out on an island somewhere saying, hey. We got Pokemon. By. We got Pokemon. Come by. <laughs> and you know what they're going to do? They're going to line up. And they're going to buy it. And they're also going to buy it for their brothers and sisters and their nephews. And it all will be good and all will be well in the world. 
and the next one will sell 12 million copies in 48 hours. Bro, 10 million, 4 million of those, by the way, in Japan alone, which is actually huge because Japan is a big market, but it's not, you know, the rest of the world. So almost 50% of those 10 million sold in Japan in the first 70, uh, 72 hours. But yeah, very impressive. Uh, and, uh, why would they ever fix their fucking model? The, the release two or four different Pokemon games a year, all of them super mid and fucking broken when it doesn't matter what you release, uh, people are going to buy in apparently record numbers, all of them, one after the other. Shit's crazy. They found a gold mine. They found a fucking gold mine. And there's been a a bunch of like discussion around, you know, why is it broken? Well, first of all, they released the stuff earlier in the year clearly that's a problem because you can only make so much video game as one developer in a single fucking calendar year even though this game has been in development for three years if both of them have been in development for three years that's still releasing two in the same year all the same if you look up the developers on wikipedia for the for this scarlet violet and then you cross-reference them with the, like, damn near bordering on original 2D Pokemon game developers. It's most of them. Yeah, but here's the thing, bro. You know, my son is now is now playing video games. It's official. He's, he's officially playing, and what does he play every day? Pokemon. This is what he plays. plays Which it. one? Um, well, he plays a lot of Pokemon Go. Um, so we have like a tablet and we let him play for about an hour or whatever. Right. And we got to get, we got to, we got to give him only so much screen time because he just loses his mind. He just go forever. Yeah. Oh yeah, bro. And then when we, if, if we let him play it for like three, four hours and we take it, he'll lose his shit. So we put time limits on it. But, but he's been, when he goes to visit his, his Kayla's parents, his grandparents, um, Tyler, uh, his uncle has, has this new Pokemon game. And for the Nintendo Switch, so he's been playing that. Um, oh boy! And, and and the thing is, I and 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 just just to to counter, like I don't need to counter, but to give you an answer as to why you know God of War <laughs> is putting in all this work and Pokemon isn't, is because they're two totally different demographics, right? Oh sure. One demo, one demographic still believes in Santa Claus. The other demographic, you know, is Santa Claus, you know? Um, it's two totally different. I'm not saying that older people don't play Pokemon. I, I would imagine that out of those 10 million, probably 4 million of them are millennials, um, you know, uh, that, that, that grew up with Pokemon, you know? And, and it's the thing. But they also understand that it is Pokemon. And they also understand that, they also want things to feel nostalgic, not too polished, not too um, scripted and, and formulaic. They just want to have a break from all of those Ragnarok games and all of those serious games and dumb it down and have some fun. They're not, you know, guys like you, guys like me, more so guys like you, because I don't really, to me, it's whatever. We're more critical of those things, and we can look at their their polished product and be like, dude, come on. And I'm not saying that there isn't room to improve. Absolutely. 
because the game I've seen it. The game does not look particularly uh, like a well polished game. It seems rushed, um, which it is. But they made they they sold ten million copies in seventy two hours. They know their demographic, and like we said, Nintendo plays on a different set of rules. They don't give a fuck. Think about it. If they don't have to innovate and kind of raise the bar every time, why would you? Crank that shit out. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's happening, right? Why would they change? Crank them. And then when the pitchforks do come out and that audience does grow up a little bit and then they start to feel like they're being taken advantage of, now they have all of the room in the world to take it to the next level because they haven't wasted all of you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I get you. you know, they're leaving, they're leaving lots like, of room so they can like be like, oh, in this Pokemon game, you can jump. Well, yeah, it's like it's like <laughs> a, the analogy I'll make. It's like uh, it's like a guy that that weighs 400 pounds, right? Mm. He's 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 obese. He's not healthy. Okay, um, and and nobody on the internet can tell me they're healthy. Okay, I don't give a fuck. What anybody says, or oh well, it's not a, it's unhealthy and probably has some serious diseases on the way. It's not good. But if that's the life that he or she wants to live and they're happy, then okay, it's your life. You do what you need to do. But until they have maybe a big medical scare or or somebody's like, hey, you know, you should really try and lose some weight, um, you know, they they can then drop what I would imagine is a hundred pounds pretty fucking quick. You know, when you, when you're that big, you can, you can make some pretty drastic changes pretty fucking quick. Now, Nintendo in this analogy is your really obese guy or gal that is sitting on its private Island, eating all of the food and, you know, uh, doing its own thing. And nobody is there to tell this person that like, Hey, you might want to like leave this island or at least go swim for a little bit because like you are you you're not looking so hot but everybody is still happy with this with with this island situation and nobody's complaining so nobody's changing and this individual goes well i still got a pretty good i go to my doctor every year my doctor's telling me i should probably lose some weight but my blood pressure's okay my 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 whatever other things that they check uh, is 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 okay? Could be better for sure, a lot better. But it's fine. I'm not dying. I, I'm happy. So I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing. But until the doctor or somebody with some big influence comes in and says, "Bro, if you don't fucking drop some weight yesterday, it ain't gonna be good for you." All right, we're moving from this island to the next island. Then that individual goes, "You know what? I am 400 pounds. How about instead?" The doctor told me to lose some weight. How about I just lose 30 pounds? That might make him pretty happy, right? So I'm just going to lose 30 pounds. Next thing you know, you go into the doctor. The doctor goes, this is an improvement. You're doing a great job. Even though you know you could easily lose 100. And you were still eating them cheeseburgers late at night before you go to sleep. But, but hey, you're still losing some weight. Nintendo has just been sitting there, you know, obese as fuck. With all of their with all of their printing of the money, Nintendo's been eating seems good. To be happy. Just they're just being good, man. They're just being good. Okay? And and but here's the thing. When when the doctor does come in and say, hey, you gotta lose some weight, they know at that point 
dude, we have so much room to improve that like we haven't done any improvement for so fucking long that like we can just start giving them small incremental improvements. We can lose 30 pounds in this six months. We'll lose another 30 pounds in this six months. Shit, we might even drop 50 pounds come the holiday season and let everybody know, like, look at this new and improved Pokemon we got going on here. These fucking Pokemon got six. They got six abs. Two of them got eight. Look at this Pokemon. Look at the shape. Knowing damn well, knowing damn well that they could have lost this a long time ago. They know. And why would you? If you're happy and you're healthy, and in this case, the business is healthy, why lose the weight? You're not being pressured to do it. That's where Nintendo is at. You can't blame them, man. You oh can't. no! I, look, the only the only thing I I, I I place no blame. Like like I said uh, when I uh, when I first saw this stat, it was Jeff Grubb that tweeted about it uh, or retweeted somebody that posted it, and I said, "Well, they're like there's negative incentive for them to ever fucking release a game that they spend any real amount of time fucking putting together. Why would they if they can release this?" which is categorically and objectively built like dog shit. Like, yep. and, and you don't even have to pick it apart. You don't have to be critical. You could no, watch you five it. minutes of it and you're like, wow, this, this looks terrible. Right? Like, <laughs> yes. it might play fun. But the kids are like, yeah! My son's like, <laughs> Pokemon! You know? Like, my son's like, daddy, I got... I've, I caught a fucking uh, uh, fucking winging bell or whatever the fucking call. Like, Good job, son. Yeah. That's that's what it is. That, this, if this, I'm that's upstairs it. playing a game, I'm going, what the fuck is this <laughs> shit fucking game, Nintendo? Are you fucking mad? I'll never buy this game again. And then my son goes, Daddy, can I please get the new Pokemon? And there I am at EB Games <laughs> buying fucking Pokemon. That's... That's where they get you, man. They don't need to change, bro. It's just so sad. Like, because, like, I'm, like, even for me, it's like, okay, visually, dog shit, fine. Okay. Just why is it so broken? Just, like, stop the broken part. Like, it can look, it it can look like a $5 bargain bin game because it's Pokemon, but my God. Like, I. The kids don't even know what broken is, bro. That's the thing. No, they don't even know. They don't know what broken is. They don't. They can't see the glitches. They can't see the fucking. But, okay, so here's, here's, a, here's the a question: We played so many fucking games when we were kids. We played a shitload of video games when we were kids. What was the age where you finally, when when, when playing games, where if you played a shit fucking game, you went, "Wait a minute." I spent $5 at Blockbuster for this garbage. What the fuck is this? And then you may or may not have accidentally scratched the disc so you could take it back to Blockbuster and tell them that it doesn't work so that you could get a totally different yeah. game. It was, it, it, it for me, and I think it's probably for most people, and I'd be interested to, to hear what the <laughs> chat's going to say uh, in the YouTube comments. Um, I think probably for most people, it's when they hit puberty and you so know like 12 when, 13 maybe a little bit older than that so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with like f- between 13 and 15 okay. probably probably closer i would say in the middle f- for me it was right around 14 14 years old ish 15 is when like i really started to become a bit of a jaded not jaded gamer but like a, a unaware um more of a a, a gamer elitist where i'm like you know, I kind of knew what I liked and I could see minimal effort in, in video games. And, you know, because as a kid, you don't really think of that. It's either you 
even the games that I mean, when I grew up and I was a, and, and and when I was a child, even when I was playing Super Nintendo, Nintendo sixty four, probably Nintendo sixty four is the best example because that was when I was like twelve years old, um, eleven, twelve, thirteen years old. I, I don't really know, but right around that that era mm. where I was then just starting to play games that I didn't really care for where like I'd play a game and I'd be like, eh, you know, but I never turned it off. Be like, that game fucking sucks. You know, like that game's fucking trash. It would just be like, eh, I'm, I prefer to just play GoldenEye or Mario 64 or whatever. I played the games that made me happy. I didn't really have that jaded look. It wasn't until I was about 14, 15 years old where I would, where I would use my money and I would. I, I was about go, to say, you know what it is? It's the moment. It's your money and not your parents' yeah, money. I think we're so. like. Ah! I think you might be. I think you might be right. I think you might be right. <laughs> you know, um, or or where your parents are like, listen, you can go to Blockbuster, Arrested Soul, and 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 rent <laughs> and rent a video game, but you only can rent one, right? Yeah. So and then you go and rent one for the week or the weekend or whatever, and it's bad. I think that was like sort of when. When it was, it was like, a taste. Fuck, you know, it was a taste of the disappointment where I was like, fuck. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think that's that's part of it as well with Nintendo is I think the vast majority. It's 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 kind of like going to the movies. And y- y- you go for me when I take my son to the movies. Which I've only done now once, but like, hmm. I'm sure this is now going to happen more a frequently. lot more. He's starting, he's starting to get to that. Age. He's almost four. So we're getting to that age. But when, when we, when I go to the movies, if I go by myself and I go say, see black Panther or fucking avatar or whatever, I kind of go in with a critic's mind, um, where I need to be impressed or I'm going to like leave the theater salty. Um, that that's, that's, that's that. But when I go with my son, my guard is down and the experience isn't for me, right? It's, it's really for him. And I get my experience through his experience. And so I think a lot of that is with Nintendo as well, because it is skewed to the younger audience, but I think what Nintendo does really well and what the movie theater does, or it's, it's not the movie theater, but um, some of these um, uh, companies, kids, that, movies that, or whatever. kids movies, where they 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 try and get it so that the adults can enjoy the film alongside the children. Now, if they fail to do their job, and I go into a film that, uh, like an animated movie, and it is absolutely a fucking horrendous movie. Like the cuts are bad, the audio's bad, the animation's pretty garbage, the voice acting is bad, all that stuff. But if as long as my son has a smile on his face. And he's like, that was the best movie I've ever seen. Then I'm like, yeah, that was an awesome movie because I'm there for him. Now, if the movie is actually good and I'm sitting there and I'm eating popcorn and sipping my fucking Coke Zero and I'm laughing alongside my son, that's a fucking grand slam because now I'm, I'm happy, he's happy, and we're both happy. I think that's what Nintendo does for the most part. I think Nintendo is at that stage where they know that I grew up with a lot of their properties and I am going to buy their shit to, to you know, be, to live vicariously again through my child. And as long as my son or daughter or whoever is enjoying this, then it's money well spent. If they can impress me too, then I'm double championing what they do. And I'm also playing the game and now I'm invested as well. 
And the, the, I think with this new Pokemon game is they missed the mark on me, right? But they still hit the mark with with the demographic that they are targeting. And as long as they can do that, the sales are going to be there. And that's the beautiful thing about Nintendo. And it's why they separate themselves from the pack. Uh, Ragnarok, they come out here, bro. They're not trying to impress my son. He's four years old. He'd be scared shitless of that game, right? <laughs> yeah. But guys like you and me, they know that we are going in with a fucking magnifying glass and we're going to we're going to look at every fucking thing, we're going to look at every line of dialogue, we're going to you know everything's going to be a microscope, which is why they spend a gazillion dollars. <laughs> they have great voice talent. The things are borderline fucking movies. Um and and it's graphically impressive. And this is why they do it. They know their demographic. They can't cut those corners. Nintendo cut them all. They just they deal with it. If it hits with both, it hits with both. I got nothing to add to that. That was that was everything that could have been said about that and more. And so you know what? You know who you know who else knows their dem- demographic? I do. NordVPN does. Listen, NordVPN <laughs> and and I'm on today. I'm on. Well, you were, you missed last day. week. You got to make up for the sellout last week. It was a little it was a little sauced last was week. Sauced? So this is, yeah. I don't even remember it. That's how sauced it was. <laughs> First off, patreon.com slash lag TV. Head on over there. Do your thing. NordVPN. N-O-R-D-V-P-N.com slash OTT. Use the promo code OTT. Get a massive discount plus four bonus months uh, when you get a two-year subscription or more. It's the holiday season, guys. There's going to be some big deals coming up. Um, this is a big deal, but they also have some back-end deals uh, as well because it's not just a VPN with the virtual private network. Um, but it's a good time. Maybe you can gift a subscription to somebody. Um, they're, they're, listen, if, if you've got friends or family that are out of stuff to watch on Netflix, say, hey, I get you some VPN. Not only is it going to keep you safe and anonymous when you're on the internet, but can also watch the U.S. Netflix now or the Canadian Netflix now or the U.K. Netflix now with the click of a button. Just mask your IP, open up Netflix. You don't have to program anything in. It's as, it's as though you were traveling to that place. Whenever I travel to the States and say I'm, in, say I'm in Las Vegas, when I'm in Las Vegas, I just open up my laptop and I don't even use a VPN because I'm in the United States. But if I go on the, on the Netflix, it's a whole different Netflix. It's like, whoa. What's going on here? What is this? When you realize, though, with NordVPN, you don't have to fly to Vegas to get that experience. You can do it right at your own home at the click of a button. Master IP to any of the states in the United States of America. Happy Thanksgiving. And you can watch all of those different shows, all of those different movies that they have uh, on their catalog because different countries have different licenses and you can, uh, you can enjoy different content. Plus, if you're out there and you're torrenting things and you're downloading stuff, guys, you got to allegedly, you gotta keep, allegedly, okay. <laughs> hey, you can torrent some things that are very legal. You can true. There's, there's there's a lot of legal torrents out there. All right, true. I I know your mind goes to automatically stealing some content. All right, I get it. But if you allegedly are downloading something that is very legal, and it turns out that the file wasn't actually what you thought it was, and you actually downloaded the latest 
uh, episode of Game of Thrones by accident, you don't want your ISP to know about it. No. You got to use a VPN. You got to have a backup plan here. All right? So make sure that you guys use a VPN if you're doing any torrenting, uh, which you should only be doing legal torrents, by the way. You should not be downloading stuff illegally because it's illegal and against the law. All right? It's true. A, A VPN is mainly used, all right, to protect yourself, to keep those people, those bad guys and gals away from you, which I'm just going to go and assume bad guys, all right? <laughs> I can't really picture a bunch of, you know, Are you telling me that the, Star- the Starbucks uh, analogy with the trench coat doesn't apply to a woman in a trench coat in a Starbucks? I'm sure it could, but I just cannot <laughs> visualize it, okay? All right? So you got to stay safe out there. All right, so get yourself NordVPN. Use the promo code OTT. You only need one account per household, up to six simultaneous devices that you can connect. Um, super easy to use. You can use it on your smartphone, your PC, your Mac, pretty much any device, your smart TV. They've got an app virtually for everything. So make sure that you guys head on over there. It's a great way to support the podcast. It's a great way to support the sponsor and yourself. It's a win-win-win. And for less than a, a cup of coffee at Starbucks, which I had in Toronto, which cost me seven dollars. All right, seven dollars. Uh, uh, okay, seven. Uh, you can you can get NordVPN for far less than seven dollars a month. All right, less than half of that. All right, you can get yourself NordVPN. So head on over there and pick up that subscription. Magnificent. Now it's time for. Movies and TV. Disney, Mr. Black. Don't know if you know this. Very large company at this point. Uh, Enormous, some might say. Uh, Bordering on owns too much shit, perhaps. But they, regardless of how big they were or how big they are, they haven't been crushing it as of late compared to, uh, you know, to before. And the stock price has been kind of, you know, and people are looking and going, oh, hey, I I bought... I bought shares here thinking I was going to be a bajillionaire off of the Disney stock and what's going on and yada, yada, yada. Well, guess what? Disney said, you know what? You're right. There's only one man for the job. His name is Bob Iger. And he's back immediately as the CEO of Disney. That other guy? Fuck him. Lynch him. Get him out of here. Bob Iger's the only man. For the job. That's that's that, that's the news piece. Oh, okay. I mean, it's yeah. pretty substantial news. It is pretty uh, substantial news. But I, I but I personally I have, don't, I, I don't have anything I have else kinds. I can say about it. I mean, I have all kinds, bro. Well, then like fucking are, hit me up, Bob like Iger. What do you got? Games. You are with the video games. I am with the movies. I have. What, is, what does this mean, Mr. Black for Disney? Bob Iger. Means, I mean, the stock price went up immediately. So that tells you lots of people well, yes. are happy I about mean, it. Everybody hated Bob Chapek. Everybody hated him. Hated. Just not the same Bob. The the employees celebrated when he got canned. Uh which apparently he did he found out or something during or just before um uh Elton John concert that they were that you know he was supposed to um usher him in and stuff and mm. uh, anyway he got he got he got canned. Now there's a wide reasons why he got canned. Um, now, Disney has has made lots of money under Bob Chapek. They have yeah. done they have done 
some good things, but they've done a lot of bad things. So number one is um, shit went shit went fucking hella sour when uh, Bob Chapek went to war with uh, with DeSantis, uh, whatever the fuck that Republican from from Florida. Oh, Florida, and they had all that fucking crazy shit that went down that we don't really need to get into, but. Um, they went to war and Disney, um, Disney, Disney thought they were untouchable, uh, over there in Florida because it's Disney and they got in, they got into some fucking hot water. Now they probably still would have gotten into some hot water, even if it was, uh, Bob Iger there, but there's some hot water that happened there. Then, uh, another, another, uh, thing happened where, um, uh, Disney, lost um, their ability to play in China, which we talked about last week, last week. Um, So people were not uh, within the company and fans alike, because there's a lot of Disney fans in China. (laughs) Um, There's, you know, they've got theme parks uh, all over the world um, where that relationship went sour, which by the way, uh, yesterday, it was either today or yesterday, Avatar, which is under Disney, is going to be in China. So they've managed okay. to get Avatar in there. We don't know if it's because Bob Iger's back. Um, it seems very convenient that, uh, you know, Bob Chapek is out, Bob Iger is in. This is the first Disney film to be in China in a very long time. I mean, we're talking some big movies, so that's a, a massive W because... I mean, James they're, Cameron they're, needs it. He talked about how this movie basically needs to be in the top five of all time before well, it fucking breaks about, even. We, yeah, we can talk about that too. <laughs> um, so, so there's that. Then the direction that they have gone with Star Wars, with Marvel, with the Disney Plus, the dumb idiotic shit that he did when it came to Scarlett Johansson with uh, Black Widow when her contract, I think we talked about this on a podcast. Oh, right, yes, I remember that contract whole gong show. Where she was supposed to get some back end points for the Black Widow that didn't go to theaters because of COVID and went directly to... Um, Disney Plus. Disney Plus, and they did not want to pay her anything. In fact, they doubled down and said, um, it's COVID. You already got paid $20 million dollars. Yeah. Aren't you don't aren't you already rich enough? What like what what that are you was, doing? That was the Listen, don't you have phones kind of comment. It's fucking <laughs> it's it's ludicrous, right? You know, it's in in the in in the world of business, whether it is movie business, music business, gaming business, fucking real estate business, any business, it's never what you are worth. It is what you negotiate. And when you negotiate something and you sign a contract, you gotta you gotta go through with that contract. If you hire somebody to pay X, Y, and Z, and they don't do X, Y, and Z, then okay, fine. But if they do X, Y, and Z, you gotta pay. And they didn't want to pay. Now, when Scarlett Johansson said, "Fine, I'm fucking suing you." And I'm not going to be part of your bullshit fucking company anymore. And I'm not going to be the Black Widow. I'm not going to do all this stuff. What do they do? They they got bent over and they wrote a fucking massive check, which cost them 
probably significantly more money than what they would have if they would have just sat down with her and said, hey, unfortunately, because of COVID, we got to go to Disney+. Plus. You're not going to make millions of dollars on the back end of this movie like, like we were promised you would, but we want to compensate you. Let's talk. They didn't do that. They tried to make her seem like the villain. So it's been a long laundry. Then we, we, then there's Star Wars, all right? And Star Wars is fucked. I mean, that shit, there hasn't been a movie since uh, the last, uh, whatever the fuck the last movie was called. I didn't even remember it because it's that bad. It, it, it's stained. So there's, and apparently he's awful to work with. Um, you know, he's, it was just bad. Employees didn't like him. Nobody liked him. So do we know so, why he was put there in the first place? Because this sounds like all things that there should have been red flags that, like, he was maybe not going to be the right guy for this job. So was he, like, the only fucking option? Or, like, how does somebody that clearly must have had some red flags that they were going to torch the whole thing to the fucking ground, you know, how did he end up in this position? Well, the thing is, is, is Bob Chapek has had a very, very, very strong career. Like, mm. you know, he is he is a CEO, right? He he is one of those guys that can that can run a business um and and make it profitable. The thing is, Disney ran and and let's be real here, Bob Chapek took the reins j- just just before COVID hit. And nobody can you know, you, you put like all their theme parks get shut down. I mean, fuck. The guy got put into quite literally the worst time ever. Now, He's a very competent CEO, and he's made the company money. He basically birthed Disney+. Plus. I mean, he comes from uh, a media background. He's, he's, he was revered in, in, in the world of, like, television and, and media. He knows what he's doing. And, and look what he's done with Disney+. Plus. I mean, let's be real. The, 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 fuck, the thing is, is printing money. It's, it's a good... It's a good um, uh, subscription, right? Like Disney Plus, it's like it's like a Netflix now. In my household, if I had to choose between Netflix and Disney Plus, I have to pick Disney Plus because my son, right? Like it's just it's it's just the way it is. So he's he's done a lot of good stuff, but in in so of doing that, he's lost that heart of Disney. The the there's there's just this intangible that like it's become a little bit too corporate it's become a little bit too um that magic is just gone out of out of disney and it's become this money printing machine um and there's just been some bad decisions being made so it's not that he isn't competent i just don't think this role was was good for him he's a ceo and, but not for this company he's a ceo for a different company Correct. Or I think that there might have been divisions in which he could have done very well in, but other vis- divisions he just probably shouldn't have touched um, with, with it within division. Because Disney's a big fucking conglomerate, man. They're they're a merchandise company, a, oh, a tourism company, a fucking the uh, everything media company. conglomerate. I mean, they are fucking an everything company, right? Um. So and then uh, Chapek came in, and then he he created this this new board, and then he had a bunch of guys that were loyal to him that gave high paying jobs and some of them were competent. Some of them weren't, they're all got fired. Now the whole, pretty much the whole fucking thing is, is gone. So what, what does this mean? So Bob Iger is back. He's back for two years. That's it. And then he's going to have to find another CEO, but Bob Iger is like the good, the good guy of Disney. The, the shareholders love Bob Iger. The fans love Bob Iger. 
Um, it's 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 good. But Bob Iger's old. He doesn't want to do this anymore. He's already made his bagillions of dollars, but he's willing to do this. Now, there are some rumors going around. Some rumors, some big rumors. Okay. Some huge rumors. Okay. Some massive rumors. Okay. Going around. The first rumor I think everybody here is going to like, and from what I'm hearing, okay, I don't have any direct sources, but mm. uh, I do watch a lot of movie-related stuff, and those people have direct sources, and mm. we're seeing some things in the trades. Okay. The first thing that Bob did, Bob Iger did, mm-hmm. was fire Chapek and his, and his henchmen, but also gave Kathleen Kennedy the fucking boot. And apparently, she's going just uh, just after Indiana Jones 5 comes out. So within the next, I think in May, I think her, from, from what we're hearing, Kathleen Kennedy is canned from, from Star Wars. She is, and they're, they're, they're starting, they're, they're going to have a new, a new person in charge of Star Wars. They're going to have a new everything. And she's done. She's done ski. That's I can the only first get, rumor. I can only get so erect, Mr. Black. So you've already yeah, started that, strong. That's the first rumor, and the rumor is actually pretty solid. I, I think this, and it makes sense, right? It just totally fucking makes sense. The other thing is with Bob Chapek that I didn't mention. Bob Chapek just renewed like a month ago for another three years, and since he got fired, he gets paid out of course for, he his, for all of his time. So that cost them so much fuck. You know that Disney needed to make a change when they're, when, when they're coming in, and they just fucking, uh, they just renewed a massive contract, and now they got to pay it out, and his henchmen, all that stuff, just to get him out of there. So Kathleen Kennedy, gone. Bob Chapek, gone. Um, his henchmen's gone. But here's the other big rumor, and this, one's a, this one is a legit rumor that is starting to get some headway. It's a big one. Apparently, Bob Iger has come in. These are through the grapevines. We'll probably okay. hear more soon. Okay. The reason why he came back and did all of this shit, and okay. he's in here for two years, okay. is that they are preparing to wipe out all of the bad, bring in some new, and then sell Disney to Apple. Apple is in rumor to buy Disney. This is what, this is what the rumor is. And Bob Iger is the same guy that, that bought that, that got in Marvel, that got in Star Wars, that got in all of these big fucking huge companies that they bought. And there's, this is the rumor. Now, do I believe this? Not necessarily. But within the next two years, apparently he is shaping up the company to be bought by Apple. And Disney is worth... I think it was like 200 and something billion dollars, some, something along those lines. And Apple is worth the only, is one of the few companies in the world. Oh, it's 2.2 trillion. Yeah. Apple, Apple makes what Disney, what Disney is worth. Like a quarter. It's exactly. It's, it's literally if, if, if somebody could buy them and just be like, whatever, I'm just going to buy them. Apple is a company that could quite literally eat them up and be like, <laughs> I still got another $1.8 trillion in the bank. What are you going to do about it? Um, so the, these are the rumors. These are the rumors. It's p- being picked up by the trades now. Um, we don't know if this is real. Do I think that's going to happen? No. 
Um, but uh, Apple is uh, is getting into and has been in the media game. The, pro- the, the reason why I don't see this happening is why would Apple want to be in the merchandise game and the theme park game and the fucking cruise ship game? They don't only want the games. streaming part and the, and the IP. Correct. That's, that is it. And Disney is not going to sell the, 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 the media IPs and leave all the rest. If you're going to buy them, you're it's just going to, you, you got to, you got to buy the whole, the whole lot. And, um, yeah, I mean, we could talk about that for a long time, but these are the rumors. Um, at the very least, Bob Iger's back, so expect to get better Star Wars, expect to get better um, Marvel, um, and just a better Disney overall uh, since he's back, and some of the bad apples are already gone, and Kathleen Kennedy, by the grace of God, hopefully will be gone as well um, right after Indiana Jones. And from what I've been reading and hearing, that it's not even really a rumor now. It's basically happening. Um, it's just they don't want to do it right now. They want to do it after Indiana Jones 5 because she's a big part of uh, of, of all that. So, um, Listen. Yeah. Listen. If only one thing came true out of all of those rumors, if Kathleen Kennedy is gone. I think she will be. Yep. I'll celebrate that shit like it's my own birthday. Yeah. Oh, a lot I'll of just, people will. I, I will pop champagne mm-hmm. just for hearing that she's gone. That would be incredible. As for yep. Apple rumored to buying them, I'm, I mean, I'm trying to envision, we just talked about the FTC likely investigating or suing <clears throat> Microsoft for the purchase of Activision Blizzard. Apple buying Disney is on orders of magnitude of literally and figuratively, I mean, monetarily and otherwise, orders of magnitude larger and and would be a far greater threat within multiple markets, not just a singular, like, video game market, but multiple merchandise, movies, television, online streaming, music, devices. It'd be crazy. It would basically, if if, if Apple did buy Disney, I'd call it then, Apple will be the only company standing in like fucking 25 years from now. Like, they'll they'll, they'll be so big. They're 2.2 trillion. Amazon ain't worth 2.2 trillion. And we use Amazon way more than any individual uses fucking Apple. Yeah, but where Apple Apple makes their money, people people think, I mean, they make their money on their phones, obviously, and their their tech. I mean, they are a tech company. But where they make their big money is is software is all of the fucking purchases oh, sure. that people dude fucking they're taking 30 percent of fucking everything, everything. yeah everything and bro. they're fighting they own, to get more of that yes they own fucking every fucking like they every time that you buy something on your phone on a fucking like just you don't even know this but apple is quite literally getting 30 percent oh, a yeah. lot of the times on a lot of these apps on a lot of these transactions it's it's well, it's that was crazy. the big that was the big discussion point in the Apple versus yes. Epic, Epic Foundation yes. was Epic going, look, these motherfuckers have the walled garden of yes. all walled gardens in the world of business. Yes. They are they are thirty percent off the top of literally everything that waltzes past one of their devices. Yep. Which is why they're worth so much money. You take that away and they'd still be worth probably a trillion dollars, but two point two 
trillion so dollars money. and I mean, they it, only they only passed the one trillion mark a, a few years ago so yeah, it bro. took them forever to get that first trillion and they've done doubled their shit during one of the worst economic downturns in the last 40 years so to give you an yeah, idea but what just, did everybody uh, do they all sat home they sat oh on yeah their they're on their phones they buying they, shit online so it's that 30 percent cut just coming bro, in big bro uh, like yeah it's anyway that's the rumor um now that is a pretty big rumor like if you even google it, it it's all over the place like sure uh, you know people people you know think that this is gonna potentially happen and bob Iger is the guy that would that, do it d- that do these things this is yeah. like imagine if he made the, a sale this big this would be his legacy you know this would be like th- this is like a thing that like would be talked about for fucking forever <laughs> and and forever the reason why I don't think it's going to happen is because I don't think Apple wants to be in all of these different businesses. Um, and I also just Apple is known to be a creator. They, you know, they I know that they're, you know, when I say a creator, of course, they go and they buy out people software and they buy out uh, specific tech and, and different things. And they they but they create things uh almost from the ground up to a degree and they're not really known for buying out big companies and then integrating them but what does kind of make sense as well is you know you've got Apple TV right so you know you've got Disney Plus like i mean Disney's so big dude they own fucking like everything like Disney Disney is like in the Which fucking is why I can't game. imagine but like, like imagine, I can't imagine the FTC looking at Disney going to Apple and being like, "Yeah, that's fine." Yeah, like, that, like it just it's 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 actually crazy. Like people just think like, "Oh, theme parks and stuff." They own fucking Disney owns a lot of shit, like oh yeah. a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. And the fact that Apple is nowhere near some of the the the, the avenues in which they are, that kind of is a bit weird. But when you think about it, when you really think about it, if they did buy. The Disney cruise ships would all be fitted with Apple stuff. The fucking theme parks would all be fitted with Apple tech, Apple everything. The the uh, Disney Plus could merge in with the with 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 the Apple uh, music and Apple fucking uh, video and and all this other stuff. You know they're 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 in the actual media game. You know all the sports, everything, and. All the payment processors that are being used, everything could be under Apple, and it would make massive, massive money uh, for Apple in the long run. So it's just it's one of those things where I just can't physic like see it. But I mean, it makes a, sense. But it'd it be, makes uh, sense. Uh, it happening and, would be insane. And what other company could really buy Apple or sorry, uh, buy Disney, Amazon? Like I mean, outside of that. And even that would be like taking a massive chunk of of what Amazon has to buy Disney. Apple, on the other hand, it's like, bruh, this is this is whatever. It's it's if money's not the problem for Apple, it would just be the FTC blocking them from buying shit. And when you yeah. hit when you hit that kind of market cap, 
you're going to have a giant red flag every time you go to buy anything at size, yeah. especially. It doesn't even have to be Disney size. It could be one half of Disney and it'll be a $125 billion deal. And the FTC is going to go, wait, hold up. Aren't you guys Dude. already fucking basically running the world right now? They would own They would own ESPN. They would own Hulu. They would own all, like, it, it, they would own everything. That would be bad. And, like, can you imagine a world in which you see yeah. Mickey Mouse? Picking up an apple and biting <laughs> into an apple. You know? How crazy would that be? And, you know, the and and not only that, bro, think about this. Apple is already a company that we talked about console worlds earlier. Apple is already a company that is loved and hated. You know, like oh, yeah. the ones that hate Apple fucking hate Apple. Yeah, and I yeah. mean, won't buy a fucking Apple. But if you can then mix in Apple with a a, a, a good feel good atmosphere like Disney, and you you can integrate and program the young minds, the next generation that like Apple is like synonymous with with fun. And Get them in there, young bro. I'm telling you, man, <laughs> it would be uh it would be it'd be a crazy buy. It would be like the biggest buy you've ever seen. Um. Well, it would be. Wild I mean, that's a, that's 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 absolutely massive. And uh, but but let's start small. Let's start with Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, and she go, don't, and get go rid of her. Yeah, yeah, get rid yeah. of her. Let's, let's rid baby of her. steps. You know, baby yeah. steps. That's a pretty uh, big step, and I, I would I would enjoy that step a great oh, deal. Oh, Mar- like I said, this is my second birthday for the year. The day that Kathleen Kennedy got stripped away from Star Wars. Huh. I'll get drunk <laughs> for sure that night. <laughs> uh, there will be a celebration for sure. I will get hammered. And speaking watch of old Star Wars. Speaking of big money and needing to make it, uh, let's double back to quickly talk about uh, James Cameron coming out and saying that that this next Avatar film costs so much money that it's going to have to essentially be in the top five all time box office sales to be able to break even. Yeah, do we so know more about that fucking statement? Yeah. So I, I've I heard that as well, and and I've watched hours of content over the last couple days when I was in Toronto on, on all of this. And, um, basically he's full of shit. Okay. The, I mean, clearly how much money do like, he had yeah. the movie going to cost like a billion dollars to make. No, no, um, people, people are thinking, uh, saying that this movie costs anywhere between three and $400 million to make. Um, and so, you know, if the movie made a billion dollars, which it will, um, it's going to be profitable for sure. I think James Cameron is just saying this to get people to go into the theaters. Another thing that he said was, you know, if, if avatar two and three, which they're already filmed. Um, so that, that, that's done. And we're getting four, we're getting avatar four and five as well. Um, are they doing those back to back the same? They did three, four. Yes. Um, yes. So from from two, three, sorry, two, two and three. Yes. So from what I, what I'm gathering is, um, James, James Cameron, I think what people, what I think what he means, either he's full of shit and he's just throwing out fucking spewing garbage to, to spew garbage. But I think what he really means is he needs to make $2.2 billion for two and three, right? Oh, okay. Uh, or two, two billion dollars for two and three. Um, not necessarily just for two because they filmed both of them simultaneously essentially um and so there's that there is no way in fuck 
that that movie costs over a billion dollars to make, 0% chance. I don't care how high the tech is, what what they fucking did. It's just, it doesn't... It, it Nobody just doesn't, is nope. clearing James Cameron for a billion dollar movie, no matter how no. good James Cameron is. No, no. And uh, apparently, when when they went when he went to go um this from what i from from what i was reading mm. is apparently when he went to go uh do these more avatars and he had to film a couple of them in a row disney disney was like no nah, bro like you know here's here's a budget like uh just you know just kind of do one uh and be the J- and and james cameron was like bitch I'm James Cameron and <laughs> I have two of the highest grossing films of all time. This very lot that you are standing on was built off the movies that I made. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do because, uh, because apparently what they told him when they, when they did all these notes and stuff and they said, okay, you do you, but we need less. Uh, we need, we, we need, we need these movies to be shorter we need less like flying around and we need to condense this shit. And James Cameron was like, like, fuck you do. I'm going to, I'm going to put in as much fucking shit as I want and I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. And then they basically caved and they said, okay, you, you go do whatever the fuck it is that you want. I mean, it's James Cameron. It's James Cameron, you know? Well, that's just uh, it, right? Like, but, but at the same token, not even James Cameron has the fucking clout to bull, to, to pull down a billion dollars for a movie like not even no. james cameron has that clip no 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 no. unless he wanted to take his own billion and fucking put it up for grabs you go right ahead but yeah he ain't gonna do that like especially imagine coming out of the pandemic or whatever the fuck and and being like all right i need a billion dollars and the and the movie industry is going um well i mean they've been working on these movies for years oh, no, so like, but i mean like the next two or whatever the fuck yeah, that are yeah, coming yeah. up afterwards well be like, listen man this movie now that it's gotten greenlit in china as well dude this movie is gonna, oh, make, it's gonna make so a lot much of money. fucking money bro estimates mr it's, black what do we what do we think what do we think this, this avatar 2 coming up coming hot coming at the end of this year what is mm. it after after it's all said and done actually mm. you know what let's make it easier after the first month first four weeks out global so after everyone has had had it for four weeks, not just the first month, because it's probably a staggered release. I don't know if it's the exact no, it's same time. Wa- it's worldwide, same day, day one. Bro. Fuck. They no. got China going with North America. Wow. Everything. Bro. It's gonna be like it's gonna be such a fucking massive. Okay. Opening, right? All right. So I want two estimates: opening weekend, and then at the end of the first month. Opening weekend worldwide, three hundred fifty million. Oh, okay. And then at the end of the first month, oh man, <laughs> oh man. Hmm. <laughs> Oof. It's tough, man. I'm gonna I'm say sure. opening weekend worldwide is 250 mil. I'm going to say at the I end of the month. That's going to make more than that. I, I think at the end of the first month, when people start going back for the second viewing, because it's going to be one of those movies that people go back and see like fucking twice or three times in the same month. I think at the end of the first month global, it's going to hit $900 million. 
First weekend, 250. Oh. End of the first month, 900 mil. If it's really good, because we know it's going to hit a billion yes. eventually, if it comes out and it has the same effect that Avatar 1 had, where bitches were online writing about how they wished they lived in fucking, like, the, the fucking whatever that, that planet was called again, like, like, if it has that kind of impact, 900 mil globally, end of the first month. 250 the first weekend. Because you can only get so many people into a theater in the first weekend. Like, you only pass so many bodies through a door. Dude, I'm going $1.1 billion. Oh! After 30 days. Ah! I'm saying 1.1 bill. So I'm going lower on the front end, you're going higher, and you're going higher on the back end, and I'm going lower. Interesting. I'm going higher. I'm going higher on the front end. Yeah, so yeah. 350 million. Yeah, yeah. Opening weekend. So, that, you know... Yeah, yeah. That, you know, and higher and then, on the back end too, and then higher on the back end as well. So if reason, we, yeah, go and, ahead. But here's the thing: the movie has to be good. Yes, it, to hit that. If the movie isn't good, I'm going to go. I'm going to go eight hundred, eight between eight hundred eight hundred and fifty million. Okay. If the movie is good, one point one billion in thirty days. That's... I'm going to say, if it's good, 900 is my number. If it's, mm. if it's not good or just mid, 750. Yeah. And, and, and just so that people know, the first Avatar is the highest. I, it, in my opinion, it will not surpass the first Avatar. I, I don't care Does how Does that number the movie include is. them bringing it back here recently yes. and everything? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where is it but, at right now? 2.9 billion. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's a lot of money. Mm. It's and it's the highest grossing movie of all time. Avengers Endgame, 2.8 billion. And that that's after the re-releases in theaters. This is all just theaters worldwide. Now domestically, um Endgame actually made more at 858 million. So that came domestic um, and Avatar made 785 million domestically, but we're getting worldwide uh, release. Same day, bro. Same day. Same day. So China and wow. North America getting same day release. Wow. Um, now the thing that could hurt it as well is China is on lockdown, right? So and this they movie just comes like out, can last like 24 hours. Yes. Now this movie comes out uh, holiday season, so hopefully China will be out of lockdown by then. Um, I think it's just one region. Out. One region in China, though the whole okay. country is not locked down. I think oh, it's just okay. Shenzhen or something. I think is the name okay. of the. So region. Then, it's just so one. There's true. a pocket, and they were like, "Fuck it, lock the doors again." But it's not the whole country. Yes. Okay. So then, so then, yes. I then it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna go bonkers because China loves sci-fi. China true loves. I mean, loves with a passion. Uh, watching Americans. Uh, die to like because of their <laughs> capitalistic greed because they, you know Avatar which is, is Avatar's whole theme dude it's it's all about the Americans coming and taking the indigenous people's land and 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 their resources this shit is like fucking this this shit is is like the perfect gift for China to to consume opposed to some of the other stuff that Disney's been putting out that is completely against the, the their their culture. So, you know, I, I think it's going to do crazy good bonker numbers in, in China, which is going to, which is going to prop it up. I think overall the movie 
This one, it's not going to make $2.9 billion, But I think if the movie is good, mm. is very, very good, mm. I think it's going to make $2 billion. I think if the movie is meh, because I have a feeling that it's going to be like a three-plus-hour um, uh, story where we're going to get le- led into the next one. You know what I mean? It's kind of like almost a, you know, the, the, the big... It's going to be more world building, put you in there. It's going to be an amazing experience. But in terms of the story, that might, it might feel a little bit underwhelming because they, they're going to try and grip you to get into the next movie, right? So I think if, if it doesn't do, if, it, if, if the movie is kind of meh, but the experience is great, I think this movie is going to do 1.8 billion. Maybe one point, between 1.7 and 1.8 at, was- the, at the end of its run. What was the original movie's run before the re-release? Where did they where did it stop after let's say the first year? Do we have that number? Um, I don't, but it's still high. It's like 2. Point, it's probably like 2.7, 2.6. Like it's only made it only it, I think it made like uh let me see. I can actually probably find these numbers. Let me see. Avatar Avatar re-release box office i don't think it like it did well but it didn't um it didn't make hundreds of millions of dollars you know um uh yeah i don't i i, I don't know i don't i don't want to hold up the the podcast yeah i know it's all good but I, it's, i'll it's, say it's nothing crazy right like uh maybe maybe just add another hundred million dollars onto endgame and oh, okay and the other one, right? Because the re-release, it, it's not like it made $300 million on a re-release, you know? It's, it's you know. I, I think, I think, yeah, if it's really good, I think it hits 175. Oof, yeah, that's, that's still really if it's good. Really, if I it's mean, really bro, good. If, the, if the movie makes, if the movie makes $1.5 billion, it's doing it's, huge. It's ma- it's massive success, dude. If it I, makes a billion dollars, I mean, it, it's it's a success. Yeah. And, and remember, Avatar doesn't even need to really break. So say say the movie did cost a billion dollars to make, which it didn't, but say it did, and and say say it made uh, one point five billion and it, it broke even. The the mo- the money is also made on the theme parks, the fucking oh, the all the extra all shit. that fucking shit, bro. The the that's that's where they're shoveling even more money but i just think theatrically this shit hits 1.5 billion dollars or more this is mad bro it's massive it's i think i think the gap at like the end so not the first month but like the true and like the first calendar year is way more variable than the first month because because the hype around it for the first month will be fucking huge so I think the the variability at the end is going to be is going to be pretty big. So I think if it's really good, one seven five. I think if it's just okay, I think it's more like one point two. I think mm. it's an almost five hundred million dollar difference in the first calendar year between it's a really fucking good movie and it's Avatar two, and yeah. it's just okay and it's Avatar two. Repeat, 2. right? It's got to yeah. be good to get repeat viewings. That's where they make their their big money. So yeah, Farah just said, uh. Two two point seven million is the original release. So okay. so there it is, right? So two so two point two point four uh three million uh billion dollars um is is the original. So like I said, yeah. So it's a couple couple hundred million bucks or a hundred million bucks 
Yeah, there it is. Hundred million bucks from the 2010 special edition and the 221 re-release, uh, or the 2021. So yeah, so it's really only a hundred million bucks in difference. That's pretty insane to think about. Um, yeah. And you know, Titanic made 2.2 billion, and that was in 1997, well, which that, is also James a... Cameron. That's fucking yes. insane, bro. And that's you know not including inflation. You know that's like fucking bank, bro. Dude, that's 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 the Titanic number is way more impressive to me than oh, Avatar sure. because yeah. the subject matter and the type of movie and everything making that but much also, money. But also Avatar, what what made Avatar also very impressive, and James Cameron did both. Yeah. But what made it super impressive is the fact that Avatar was known by nobody. Yes, yeah, yeah, This yeah, shit yeah. is completely fucking new. Yeah, there yeah. ain't no, I mean, it is very, I mean, it's the number one grossing movie of all time in the history of cinema. The and word of mouth on, James like, Cameron's, the visuals of that film. And apparently this is going to take you to a whole smother heaven. <laughs> they he created cameras and and, and 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 yes he created this whole <laughs> fucking thing so they had motion capture underwater and like apparently this is nutty like on a whole nother level of crazy all fucking high quality fucking 4k imax fucking screens on 3d like 3d has never been seen before <laughs> bro i'm excited man it's like it's it's a theme park for adults it's it like is going true. in there and watching an experience. It's and, true. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So anyway, good That's luck. That's wild, though. Yeah, like, like, like single-day release is fucking nutty. I, I'm very interested in what that opening weekend looks like for sure. Uh, Ryan Reynolds mentioned earlier this week at one point uh, that at one point he wrote an entire, he and somebody else, can't remember the other person off the top of my head now, wrote an entire Deadpool Christmas movie. But in the midst of the Disney Fox deal... Shit got lost in the in the transition over, and it never actually came to fruition. I guess he's putting that out in the open now, thinking, "Hey, maybe this is the time for a Deadpool Christmas special uh, before uh, the Deadpool train goes uh, goes away." What I'm hearing is the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special that that uh, I don't know if it just came out now or it's about to come out. Um, yeah, yeah. But there's been a bunch of reviews. Apparently, it's pretty incredible, and it's really it's only like 40 minutes long, but it's apparently it's like. That's the right cast shit. of people to do a Christmas special for for superhero shit. Like I like that. If there was gonna be one, Guardians makes a lot of sense. I'd also, I would watch a Deadpool Dave Christmas Batista, special. Dave Batista and um, what's her face? The one, uh, the one that um, like the yeah, I know who you yeah, mean. Yeah. I can't remember. Apparently, yeah, yeah, apparently, Amantis. I think her name is. is it yeah, something like that. Uh, apparently they're they're the standouts and and they have really good chemistry. Well, they're back and forth in the films were always like really yeah. fucking good. Um, and uh, what um what I'm hearing is like the premise is Star Lord is obviously Gamora's dead, um, and so he doesn't have his his love for Christmas. For Christmas, and so they try to uh, surprise him and do things for him for the holiday season. It's it's apparently I think it's 39 minutes long. Uh, but it's action packed. It's it's heartfelt. It's super funny. It's concise and it's on point. And apparently they're they're already calling it a Christmas classic that you'll watch every year. So I'm, I'm well, interested thing, in checking it out. The thing that that I'm interested in and what and what Pleb just mentioned is apparently Kevin Bacon is like he is. Uh, like he's playing himself in this film and is an yes. integral part of the storyline. Yes, which yes. is already on paper. I'm sold. You're gonna put Kevin Bacon in here playing Kevin Bacon. Yeah. 
Which yeah. means, you know, what the best part about that is, Mr. Black, is that Kevin Bacon is now a canonical Marvel character himself. Hmm. Well, there you go. How many that's people meta. get to say that they that, that's meta as fuck? Kevin Bacon is now, now an, a canonical Marvel now, person. Is this going to be canon? Like, is this going to be like, you know, in it the... It better be if Kevin Bacon's in it. Yeah, you never know. Who knows? You know, Guardians, who knows? But uh, yeah, I'm interested in checking it out. Uh, and lastly, a little bit of sad news here that I had here uh, this week. Jason David Frank, who is best known for being the green or white original green white ranger, but who also went on to play fucking like four other rangers or something. He was, uh, I think he was red rangers for a bit. I think he might, I can't remember if he did a black ranger at some point. Um, but he was like the power ranger. That dude stayed with that series forever and ever and ever uh and uh and was you know clearly everyone that when he he passed away this week uh sadly of uh of suicide and uh everyone that worked with this dude that came out uh, out to talk about him and nobody had anything but incredible things uh to say about him very nice uh, very nice guy hard worker loved the power rangers brand more than pretty much uh anyone embodied karate school too and it's still it's still uh being operational and yes and 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 doing its thing yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was he was in he was in he was into mixed martial arts. He was a, uh, a a proper martial artist on the other side, and uh, and yeah, it was uh, it was it was it was pretty uh, pretty fucking uh, sad to see that that he went. I knew I had heard over the last few years um, uh, that he was struggling a bit with mental health, and uh, and so really sad to see that uh, that he lost. Uh, that he lost that battle despite, you know, clearly having a lot of people that were, that were pulling for him. Uh, and so, yeah, sad to see him go, but, uh, but bless the guy. Big part of my childhood. I, I remember watching the original fucking Power Rangers. As soon as Tommy came on that show, I was locked in. I was yep. dialed in. Green Ranger showed up and yeah, it was dumb as fuck seeing him play a dagger like a, like a fucking flute, but you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> but it was Power Rangers. <laughs> so you know what yeah it was it was uh fantastic and uh yeah uh sad uh sad to see him sad to see him go so all the best to his family and and everyone that uh, was close to him and and good friends and co-workers with him uh but uh yeah men's mental health is there a more ignored topic on earth i mean probably but it's definitely one that's not talked about enough because uh you know at least in the west anyway because in the west Men's mental health, and you got to be, you know, you're a man. You got to bury that shit, bury it deep, uh, and uh, and and weather it. And so, yeah, yeah, it is sad. So if you're if you're in a similar spot, you know, my God, uh, you're there. We don't have a phone number here, but depending on the country that you're in, call somebody. You know, talk talk to somebody. It's uh, you know, the only it's only going to get better if you talk to somebody. And uh, and and really, the whole macho thing is a bunch of fucking horseshit. Uh, yeah. you know, it, I, coincidentally, you talked to somebody like, uh, like Dave Batista's talked about his whole situation with his, uh, personal image or, uh, or, uh, Terry Cruz. Yep. Same, uh, same idea. And these, nobody is They're going to talk macho. smack about no. Dave Batista and Terry yeah. Cruz. So, yeah. you know, everyone, everyone, uh, you know, that even if you think that they've got it all, you know, all figured out, uh, you know, everyone fights their shit. And, and so seek help if you, if you definitely need it and you'll, you'll feel better for it and start that, uh, start that track sooner rather than later to say the least. Uh, other than that, was that all it, for movies and TV? I think that's about that's it. it. I'm kind of salty. I had to wait until M comes back to see the last, 
the last episode of House of Dragon because she wanted to end up watching. We ended up going to go see um, uh, uh, the the Damn, Woman you King. A month? The Woman you crazy. King. Oh, you saw that? Good movie. Yeah, I saw it too. It's good. It's a good movie. Um, yeah. I was that supposed to be tied to? I, yeah, it's we, like this is like actual events. Um, an actual tribe. No, uh, I know, I know that, but somebody like it didn't make any sense to me. Somebody was somebody said they were disappointed that it, they, it didn't, it wasn't like connected to, to like the Black Panther or whatever shit. And I was like, I'm pretty sure this is just based on actual African history. You know, clearly with some artistic liberties taken, oh, uh, but, but oh, nevertheless, uh, either way, uh, I thought it was a wonderful movie. Everyone acted wonderfully in it. Um, uh, John Boyega uh, did a great job. You know, I, I it took me a little bit to, to not be looking at Star Wars for a moment, then eventually got it. He fucking smashed that accent, though, yeah, he dude. he was great. He was Holy great, Holy fuck. Viola saying, Davis is great. Oh, yeah. Uh, dude, they were my- jacked. These oh, women fucking, were fucking ripped out of their dude, minds. I really liked um I really liked Viola Davis's um or the the girl Oh, the younger girl? Freak. Yeah, yeah, the one the one that was doing a lot of the training with the with the young girl Oh, lead. yeah, um, I can't say anything else cuz it's a spoiler, but yes, I yeah. I, I know who you mean. I she can't was think great. of it. And uh, she's in she's in some other movies too. I think she was I think she played in in uh Star Wars or in a Mar- in a Marvel movie. I think she she was in uh she looks uh, familiar to me. She I'm looks familiar sure she to me. She played the black girl in Captain Marvel. She uh, might very well have. She looked here. when I saw her on screen. I was like, "Where have I seen this person before?" Yeah, uh, 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 Lashana, uh, Lashana Lynch. Is that her? How you pronounce her name? Pretty sure she was in Captain Marvel. Uh, I'm gonna double check this. Yes, well, I, she well, was. Yeah. She was. So she was in Captain Marvel, and she was in Doctor Strange. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was did like, great. Man, I, I, like, I thought she was. I thought she was amazing. And she oh, was yeah. in No Time to Die. That's right. She fucking played um, that that other girl. Uh, and did you see No Time to Die? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, rec- she- I don't remember. I, honestly, I watched the movie, but yeah. I don't remember that much about No Time to Die. <laughs> but yeah, no. I, I when I saw her, I was like, I fucking know who you are. Where have I seen you before? But I'm terrible with that shit. Like, I'm like. Unless you are like the name of a movie, my brain yeah. is fucking useless with that shit. But they, she did amazing. Everyone did amazing. There wasn't a single person in that film that pulled the cast down in any way, shape, or form. They did a really good job with it. And uh, and yeah, actually, and Lolium's mentioned this in chat. I actually, you know, I, I saw it in the opposite. They specifically have an entire, like, they almost have a monologue of sorts specifically about that part of African history where, where the, the African tribes themselves were selling their own people to the Europeans. Yes. yes. And they addressed that very specifically in the film. In fact, John Boyega has a whole monologue about that, where he says, where his character is talking about how we can't do this anymore. We're part of the problem yes. and we got to be, you know, they, they addressed that. And I think there was a lot of angry people. Yeah. There was a lot of angry people that watched the movie that was like, you know, yeah, it was a good movie, but I can't I don't like it because it made this tribe feel like they were the heroes when in reality they were doing some really awful shit um, and and they were part of the problem. And, and in a lot of cases, they were the problem, um, but they did explain that. Obviously, it's a movie 
you know, that is you only can you only can do you only can do so much. You can't make a movie about a a a group a, 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 a basically a tribe that you're going to piss are, somebody off. Correct, right? No matter so what they, you do. So they did acknowledge it, but it wasn't sort of a big driving no. uh it, it didn't drive the whole movie where like you were rooting against these people. They they do acknowledge that 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 they have partaked in some really bad stuff. Um and I get it. I did look up some of the history uh, afterwards. Um, I do understand, but it didn't take away. And this is a piece of film in a period of time within yeah. this tribe. It wasn't doesn't cover you know, this the didn't whole happen fucking over thing. A fucking, exactly. So you know, I enjoyed it for what it was. I thought it was a good time. Um, and in and in some cases, I enjoyed it more than Black Panther. Um, mm. it was very reminiscent of uh, of of Black Panther. So. Um, yeah, it was yeah, good. It was, really, it was really good. I don't like. Yeah, so like I, when I when I watched it, I see it as the film is actually mostly about the um, the tribe's um, uh, history of the woman king. I mean, it's the titular. It's it's the title of the film and the 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 previous king not honoring it, and then the the coming up of this woman, this would be woman king. And that's like the central piece, uh, which is obviously an empowering feature of the film in and of itself, and and a especially for uh, black women in general, um, in in a not insignificant way, and similar as with like the Viking TV show, where they highlight how women were right. actually battle, you know, like uh, warriors on the field, shield maidens, not not just sitting at home, not doing anything. And, uh, and so it was, that was a central piece, but you're going to, because the tribe is involved in all this other stuff historically, they, I've, uh, John Baega having a monologue about it and talking about it is about all you could hope for, because this is not a documentary film, uh, but they, at least in addressing it, they did, it, there was the admission that they were part of the problem. They didn't say, you know, we've got nothing going on, let's just go Correct. fuck some shit up correct there was an admission of it and that's about all you could really hope for within the confines of this film and i think that it was even in that i think that was a they didn't even uh, have to do that they, they didn't really have didn't to have i was to gonna do. say that was actually kind of bold for them to do that because yeah. you know you're going to catch fire especially yeah. in the west probably more in the west more than back in africa where their history that they're getting is going to be likely in many cases different from what we're getting over here I have to imagine, just given the the geographic separation between the two, that doing something like you're going to piss people off because the narrative, and I, it's scary for me to say this, the white dude is always that it was only the Europeans, it that wasn't. it's only their fault, it and wasn't. there was no, and there was no agency from the African kings and queens that were of the time that were trading their own people to and with. Uh. Yeah. the Europeans at the time. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, you, you hear it all the time. Like, you know, you hear people say, you know, reparations and all this other stuff. But, they, yeah. you know, they don't really know. There's a lot of history that, like, is not talked about. And it's to paint, you know, white people as, you know, the the the, the ultimate sinners. And, I yeah. mean, yes. Okay. There's some really vile stuff that went on. Especially in modern era West, mo clearly correct. fucked up. Yeah. Correct. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big time. Um, But, like. Africa was also part of the problem. They were quite literally selling and enslaving their own people. Um, and, and it's just, it's just, but people don't, 
number one, they're not educated, so, so they don't actually know. And then number two, they don't want to talk about that because it, it hurts the narrative. Um, but yes, I agree. They they could have said nothing. They definitely acknowledged it, and it wasn't even a short acknowledgement. It was like a big part of the last act of the film. Yeah. Um. And and they had sprinkles of it kind of throughout the whole the whole movie. Um. And and it was there was a decent history lesson there. Obviously, there are some things within the movie that are twisted and you know um you know kind of fuckery for Hollywood. I get it, but I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. And, no. I mean, you know, yeah, historically accurate to a degree. You know, there was obviously some liberties, you know, taken. probably as historically accurate as you could hope for so that they would get the budget needed to make the film in the first place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if you're selling somebody on this kind of movie to 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 spend the money on it, you're probably going to have to check some boxes for them to feel like, OK, we can invest X dollars in making this film. And yeah. so I suspect that was probably probably part of it. But yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought it was a pretty good movie. And now for a brief, because this has been a, a, a lengthy one up to this point, we've actually had short news list, but lots of things to talk about the uh, the short list of this week. It's time for tech support. <laughs> Patreon.com slash lag TV for uh, financially supporting the podcast each and every week. $10 or more a month gets you a few things chiefly, uh, and especially until I'm in this fucking house and I can ship things out more readily. Um, actually, I'm going to get at some point in the new year, because it will be then, well, I have to see if you have tubes laying around or if I have all I of the merch. No, and I, what, I have tubes and we here. Have, Okay, and we have to like figure out, because uh, I, I know I have some that's scattered to the breeze and the winds. I've got a we box have, filled with some merch. And uh, some tubes like and pins, shit, some posters, all that stuff, and then I've got uh, still a big tube of uh, deliverable tubes. Oh, okay, good, good, because I was like, oh shit, I don't even remember where I bought those tubes anymore. So, so that's good. They're we here. still have some. Still so yeah, you get that, but more. You get uh, you get to ask us a question each and every week on a segment that we call tech support. Uh, as I put up the post just before the podcast, we answer as many as we can in the time that we have. Uh, this week, thankfully, is a relatively short list of stuff, so uh, good timing on that one, guys. Um, uh, Yano asks, oh, this is kind of interesting, what do you guys think about having another type of Olympics where drugs are allowed? And I think he means, like, steroids, uh, not people just showing no. up on cocaine. Uh, do you guys want to see where we can push, push the human body when there are no, no limits imposed? No. So you like like even if it was a totally separate event where it was only people on gear? No, because it it endorses it endorses an unhealthy, unrealistic mm-hmm. um, uh, lifestyle lifestyle, I guess. Um, for the people that are watching, you know, if if something is endorsed and celebrated and cheered for on a massive scale, where people are winning money, fame all this other stuff and they're juiced to the fucking gills while they're doing it. And they're these jacked fucking machines and these athletic specimens, uh, specimens, specimens. Um, it just promotes all the wrong things. It's, it promotes cheating, even though it technically isn't cheating because they're all allowed to do it, but it will put in the minds of people that like, Hey, I'm on this gear I can already I can go and do all this stuff even even in the places that aren't. Um yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of that. I, I think it's a bad it's a bad direction to go and it's there'll there'll be some really, really bad consequences if they go down yeah. that road long term. 
Yeah, I think for the Olympics specifically, because of that it is the Olympics, I mean, I think everyone knows that in every traditional sport, there are people on gear all the fucking time. And there's there are multiple institutes in place both to get people in underneath the radar of not being caught and those institutions to try and catch the people that are actually on said gear to keep these sports as clean as possible. Um, you know, I, I, I agree. Um, steroids in general, I think, are a, uh, are a, a, a real sketchy fucking area to go into for anyone because there is almost no upside health-wise. You are you are literally taking years off your life doing gear of almost any kind. Um, about the only thing that I could appreciate people doing, um, and that would be, I guess, it wouldn't it'd be called more of a performance enhancing thing than you know a straight steroid, is if they're supplementing testosterone for health reasons where their t- their T is particularly low, so they're suffering from um, depression or low sex drive or anything like that because low T can fuck your body up really bad. So if you're supplementing to hit normal levels or whatever of, of testosterone in as a man, especially in your late 30s, early 40s, into your 50s and, and beyond, I'm okay with that. Uh, but like, I'm okay with that, but I'm still not guys, okay with that even in sports. Like, you know, if you because it's still... It's still a form of cheating. Oh, I'm not um, saying in sports. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying from the health perspective. Of course, like, yeah, yeah, sure. that that yeah, sure. in sport in sports, I think I I think that uh, yeah. there and that's where it gets really gray. Is like what's allowed, what's not allowed, what's an enhancement, what's a medical reasoning. You know, like 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 for example, um, guys who in the UFC traditionally have a horrible injury and they're using steroids to recover faster, and then they go in for their next fight, and they're still off of their last cycle, and they get caught for a steroid that's used for the recovery of, like, a broken limb or or something of that nature, and then that's, the, like, then the question is, well, where where is it okay for them to come off a cycle? And if it's not at all, do we just say that if they're injured, then it's just up to their body and their training and if they're good, they're good. And if they're not, yes, they're not. That's the way it should be. Because like, if you take steroids, like, it, you know, even though you're off a cycle, you still have the lingering effects of, of the steroid. It's not like, you know, it's just because, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm off my cycle now. Now I'm on some estrogen to like fucking make sure I don't get bitch tits and fucking I'm bringing down my level some and I'm, I'm weaning off this. Um, you still have those, those. Those after effects uh, of of steroid use, even if it was kind of like what Anderson Silva did, right? Like he fucking got his legs snapped, his half, legs snapped and then he half, and then yeah. he came and he came back. He popped for for drugs because he was on fucking roids, and he and he made up some excuse. It was like fucking dick pills and sex, whatever the fuck. It's like, bro, you went on steroids so that you could fast, you could you could recover quickly, and then you went and fought, and you got you got popped, and it's the it's the same thing. It's like, dude, you took drugs. You're a you're a you're 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 a, a trained killer. You cannot you cannot do this. If you get injured, then you 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 have to you have to still go within those guidelines. They're still going to be testing you, man. They, like just because you're not c- currently active. I mean, I'm talking about MMA here, but you know, in even even if you're a baseball player or a football player, they're still going to fucking test you. And you're not you're not going to go and inject steroids into your body and 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 you know, have have fucking USADA or whatever testing pool knock on your door. If you're on gear, you're hiding. Doesn't matter if you're injured and you're like, bro, yeah, I'm on the juice, but like, 
my fucking arm's broken. <laughs> I'm trying to get back so that I so I can make money again and 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 dude, dude, I promise I'm gonna be off the gear for like three months before I before I actually you know get back. And you can't do that, bro. It's cheating. You can't you cannot inject yourself with that stuff. Now, if you are if if you are an individual that likes to go to the gym and you want to look your best and and you want to you know maybe maybe you, you I, I don't fucking know you want to lift heavy things you want to look a certain way you want to you you want to run a fucking uh, a marathon for your own doing and you want to take steroids or some sort of uh, performance enhancing drug go for it i have nothing against it go ahead and it's your body it's your choice you you can take the risks but as long as you're not competing against other people uh, that that aren't you know that that shouldn't be on gear. Then you know it is what it is. If you're a bodybuilder and they don't test for anything, and it's known that everybody t- takes steroids and it's okay to do, then take your steroids. But like if you're if you're a professional athlete, a sponsored athlete, somebody that is playing for a prize pool and an opportunity uh, under under a certain set of guidelines, you can't take you can't do you can't do drugs. No, you I you I can't take I, that stuff. I agree. I would prefer all sport be kept clean because I view sport as, you know, the the goal of being like uh, the pinnacle of of what humans are capable of. Uh, And and so, uh, you know, it's hard to tell what the pinnacle is of of a person off of gear. If, you know, you're constantly questioning who or how many people are on gear in the sport. Uh, It was like back in baseball was real bad. You know, the Joe McGuire uh, fucking yep. era where everyone's, you know, cranking fucking 400 home runs a season. And then all of a sudden the gear drops away and people are not hitting 400 home runs a nope. season. Nope. Uh, you know, it's, it, it, and then it makes you re, you know, you have to recalibrate like, all right, what is actual peak performance now? Uh, you know, things of that nature. So yeah, it's, uh, it wouldn't be my, my choice either to do, it, especially for the Olympics, which I, I truly consider to be like the peak of sport is, is olympics um yes that's that's not the, only, the show yeah and not only just peak of all athletes in the world but a, 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 it should be a peak of of um um of sportsmanship of yes yeah uh you're, you're you're representing your country at the highest level you should be the most disciplined uh sportsman like athlete in your in your country on a world stage how dare you take drugs to try and cheat your way through i understand people do it and they even do it today i get it but like fuck me dude like you lose all credibility i mean even even not on a world stage if you're in the nfl if you're in the nhl or any of these any of these other stuff you're making millions and millions of dollars people look up to you these you know the, the, you can't you shouldn't be doing these things. And it really is a problem no matter how you slice it, even if it's not in sports. Like uh, the the way that people look at, at other people and say, you know, they aspire to be them. It was like, you know, it's like um, it, it's like with movie stars, especially with the uh, the advent Chris of Hemsworth. The like Chris Hemsworth, fucking... who is geared out of his fucking. Oh, my God, bro. And, but here's the deal. Let, let me just let me just set this fucking straight here for a minute is that Chris Hemsworth baseline genetics are fucking incredible. 
So the, the what what people get a really like, and this is part of the problem is that people think that if they go to the gym and take steroids, they're they immediately going like- to be able to look like whoever the fucker, just be enormous and aesthetic and incredible. Yeah. No, genetics is still an enormous, way more than steroids part in what you're inevitably going to look like. Steroids will only enhance whatever your base genetics are plus how much work your diet and exercise and sleep and hydration and everything else that comes with it work the reason why you can see chris hemsworth go from weighing 165 170 pounds to 210 pounds at six percent body fat and it's only been eight months is not because he's been eating nothing <laughs> but steamed broccoli and chicken the whole time that's what they say in interviews drives me fucking nuts yeah, so how'd bro. you get this big well you know i worked out three times a day and and i had to basically eat steamed broccoli and fucking chicken uh, or fish white fish with no sauce no salt no pepper no nothing no calorie every day for uh, eight months and that's how we got this big no it's not no. steroids steroids is how you got there that, that's steroids you did is, all the other you did all you this did other all shit that, stuff. Yes, that yes, happened yes, yes yes but the steroids is why in eight months you yeah. were able to hit that fucking mark because if you yeah. didn't you'd be and in bro, good shape but love you wouldn't thunder, be that i watched love and thunder bro that guy is so fucking jacked oh he's that huge it, it was it, it it was ridiculous like it looked it took you it took you out of the movie that's how fucking and like bodybuilder jacked we're not talking like just like you know well, he's getting ready game. to do the fucking hulk hogan, hulk hogan movie yeah 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 so, like the dude is absolutely fucking just muscles on muscles on muscles and this is a great example so he's trying to be hulk hogan in the 80s hulk hogan was on gear in the oh, 80s yeah. but gear. he was also naturally fucking Gifted. Yeah. Enormous. That yeah. man was playing a guitar in a fucking Florida bar at the age of like 19, 6, 8, 300 pounds. Yeah. But that, that was his walk around, I'm homeless sleeping in my car body. And then yeah. he got into wrestling and got on gear. And he yeah. was fucking. Hulk so when he Hogan. said he had 24 inch arms, <laughs> yes. he actually had 24 inch arms. Chris yes. Hemsworth, for all of his genetics, is built totally differently. There is not enough gear and chicken in the world to get Chris Hemsworth to be 6'8", 360 pounds. It's just never going to fucking happen. And just like if I went to the gym and ate like a fucking horse and got on gear, I'd be in good shape. I'm not going to be fucking Hulk Hogan either. I'm still going to have chicken-ass wrists and fucking tiny ankles, and it's not going to be a fucking good look. I'll be ripped. I'll also die 10 years sooner and have tiny fucking testicles if I had two left. You just got to be careful about this shit don't like that's the that's the biggest problem about it is that like jeff said it shouldn't be about is sportsmanship and everything else especially in the olympics but when you got young kids especially with social media and they're right. on instagram and fucking tiktok and all of these like fitness model fucking yep. gym shark motherfuckers who are yep. on there juice to the fucking gills because they're making like two million dollars a month pushing gym shark and all they're doing is eating food and exercising and taking gear and they're like oh you want to know how I got this ripped? Like V-Shred. I fucking hate that guy. Eating nothing but pizza? Here's yeah. my workout plan. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you're not how any one, of that works. You're missing one big ingredient. Steroids. <laughs> Expensive steroids. So that, that's not listed at my local pizza place, Jeff. I can't, no, I can't order steroids. Yeah. Uh, last one here, just because we were running super uh, long on this bad boy. Uh, let's see. Uh... Seth asks, have you ever been 
Uh, duped or almost duped by a scam. Also, I recently came into an inheritance of a million dollars, but need help wiring the transaction. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't. I dated. I dated a girl once that um that uh she sent her BlackBerry to Nigeria, um and and was waiting for her Western Union uh pay to come through. And I told her, I said, you just got fucking scammed. She's like, what do you mean? I just got scammed. I'm like, are you serious? Like, I thought she was, <laughs> I thought she was fucking around. Like, I thought she was like pulling my strings, but no, she had gotten some kind of email or a message on Facebook or some shit. And this, oh. this was a long time ago, man. This was like fucking, I was like 20, 19 or 20, 20 years old. And, uh, yeah, she was like, yeah, I sent it out. He's sending me 400 bucks. I'm like, you ain't never getting a fucking cent. And did she ever get any money? Nope. Scammed. Gone. <laughs> uh, thankfully, no. And I haven't gotten close either. Uh, like no. I, I, but I think that's just a case of being terminally on or, or, or like perpetually online. Um, you, like you, you just, you learn to navigate the space, but if you're somebody that's just like your online life is you go on social media occasionally and, uh, and that's like the fucking show, maybe YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. I could understand or if you're why, older, right? Yeah. If I could understand why. Yeah. Like, cause even if you know that you should be on high alert all the time, some of the stuff that they're coming out with now is sophisticated enough. It's going to yeah. catch I mean, Somebody. dude, we see it. I see it now. Like, I'll get random phone calls or like random text messages that are like, "Hey, uh, we've so got money CRA. for you." Yeah, it's like, yeah, we need, we need, uh, we need all your, you know, we need your passport, your social security number, and uh, you know, we've got, we, we've messed up on your taxes, and we have ten thousand dollars coming your way, and it's just like, it's like, dude, you guys are fucking ridiculous. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, thankfully, not yet. You never know. Maybe one day, maybe I get fleeced. But not yet. Not yet. And that's going to be it, ladies and gentlemen, for this week's Technical Alpha. Very, uh, thank you very much. Not, not very thank you much. I need food. Thank you very much for coming by and seeing us today or listening to us on the RSS feeds or on YouTube. Again, in the comments section, two things for this week, really. One, how old were you when you first figured out that games being kind of busted fucking sucked and you weren't just like, ah, it's whatever. And two, how much money is Avatar going to make in its first weekend and in the first fucking month? Let us know what your guys' estimates are. Can't wait to find out. We don't wait that long. It's next month. Bitch is showing up in, in, uh, in basically four weeks time. So sit tight for that one uh, and sit tight for next week for another Techno Alpha. Until then, stay safe out there. And uh, until we see you, peace. Peace. Thank you.